Are you in Brisbane and looking for Brisbane's largest range of premium aerosols? Crush City was established in 2010 to provide a great retail space and the best quality materials and equipment for every occasion. With heavy stocks of Montana cans, Iron Lac, Bez, Loop and Molotov. To find out more, including opening times and deliveries, get at the team at crushcity.com.au or get at the team via Crush City Fame on Instagram or head into the shop at 423 Ipswich Road, Annerley. Crush City are proud sponsors of Beers, Beats and the Biz. Doors closing. Please stand clear. Media Fortress is an Australian web hosting company operating out of Melbourne, established in 2009. They offer domains, hosting, website builders and online marketing support. If you are sick of sending your dollars overseas for a slow loading website, check out Media Fortress. They will transfer your website free. Domains from as little as $17.50 and hosting from as low as $7.50 per month. Head to mediafortress.com.au for 100% Australian-owned domain registration and Australian hosting, custom website design, and search engine optimization and marketing. That's Media Fortress, mediafortress.com.au, or call them on 1300 308 488. Media Fortress are official sponsors of Beers, Beats and the Beers. Support businesses supporting us. You want to know the real deal? Here it is. You're tuned in to Beers, Beats and the Biz. All right, check it out. This is the Beers, Beats and the Biz podcast back in effect for another week, live and direct from the Shire Studios, my man Insidious on the boards, holding us down as he always does. Uh, man, fresh off the back of a fucking big episode last week with the boys from WA. They came through the studio, OMAC and Complete. Big shouts to Uncle Sam and also big shouts to my man River, a.k.a. Julian Woods, who brought him down here and uh, helped fucking coordinate getting those boys into the Shire Studios. Uh, last Thursday evening, man. It was a fucking, it was a monster of a night for us, man. And um, it was a great podcast. You can go back to that episode. We talked all kinds of stuff. Um, shouts to, shouts to, uh, who won the competition last week? Gabe Hanson. Big shouts to Gabe, who uh, got the miles ago 420 Superstores pack. Actually, I have to shout 420 Superstore Oz out now. You're going to hear, um, actually, you're going to be hearing a lot more from those guys on this podcast in time. They're coming on heavy with us. Uh, shouts to Gav. Shouts to John running 420 Superstore Oz. Oz and um, you know spreading their wings are actually looking at um, further businesses and whatever but you'll hear more about that in time if you want to follow this podcast you can find us at beers beats the beers on Instagram that's the best place to follow us or find us and reach out to us um, if you're listening on <coughs> excuse me I'm at the tail end of uh, like some laryngitis tonsillitis shit I'm still deaf in one ear so <coughs> just bear with me through this shit um if you're, um, yeah, I did that. If you, you know where to find us, man, you can find us on the social medias and all that shit. Reach out to us. You want to build with this podcast, holler at us. You can get us on the Gmail, but the best way to find us is at is uh, at Beers Beats the Biz on uh, Instagram. Shouts to 420 Superstore Oz. Shouts to our sponsors, Crush City and Media Fortress. Um, if you're listening on Spotify and Facebook, please rate and subscribe. And also to all our Patreons, hang in there because once again this month, we are now in September. At the end of this month, Month, we'll be handing out another big prize pack. So hang in there. If not, tell a friend and let them know and uh, sign up. We'll, uh, I'll be posting something up in the next couple of weeks again about that to encourage you guys into our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash beers beats the biz. You can find us on there. You can chip in, can chip in for as little as 10 bucks a week. And if you chip in 10 bucks a week, it puts you in the draw for uh, a huge. 
Oh, 10 bucks a month, sorry. Yeah, not fucking week. 10 bucks a month. 10 bucks a month, folks. I mean, fuck, what's that? That's a fucking, that's barely even a drink these days. One drink per month, boom, to this podcast, and it puts you in the running for a prize pack. And uh, we're going to be working on a whole lot more. We're, we're, uh, we're, you know, we'll cross that bridge in time. But yeah, stay tuned for another prize pack later this month of September. But right now, man, listen, I've been on and off the blow with this guy for, um, I don't know, maybe even since late last year, we were going to try and uh, make this happen. But man, you know, any time I get the opportunity to talk to uh, a legendary figure out of the graffiti scene in this country, Melbourne specifically, and you know, it's been fucking beers beats and the biz has been on a bit of a Melbourne Melbourne writer cocksuck in fucking <laughs> over the past fucking 12 months, man. But this history that comes out of this, that city in particular fascinates the fuck out of me, man. And from what I've gathered, it fascinates you guys too. And I love hearing these stories. And today we are joined by one of the very originals out of Melbourne, one of the original style riders out of Melbourne, uh, representing USA crew was down with Fab, uh, was down with fucking, um, uh, what the fuck, fucking Future 4 early on. Listen, we are joined by the one and only Trust, Trust USA. Trust, you there, bro? Yeah, dude. How are you, mate? Another day living the dream. Living the dream, bro. Living the dream, indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man, it's a fucking honor to finally make this happen, man, because, you know, as I stated, we've sort of gone backwards and forwards on social media a few times and over the course of time, and, man, one thing leads to another, but I'm finally getting fucking fairly organized with this podcast, and, uh, man, I am super stoked to uh, have you on board, bro. I, uh, I I truly appreciate your time. Nah, it's always just brief. Yeah, man, because like fucking as we stated out, out out the gate, man, like you go back to the earliest days of graffiti in Melbourne, in Melbourne City, you know, like, I mean, I was talking to you about your Shabu piece at Box Hill in 83, you know, I want to go through all this kind of stuff, but I mean, this stuff, you know, like, I mean, 83, I mean, that fucking, that predates even, you know, like what is documented in King's Way almost, you know, um, dude, can you tell us, just go back to those early days for us, like, you know, and then we'll go, we, obviously we go through history and we go through bits and pieces, but like that real fucking early stage, man, we're talking, you know, like the dawn of the eighties and you're fucking, you're out there painting. Yeah. Oh, there's been people around before me, but I think I did something in primary school with an older person and it was a big kiss piece. So red, red and orange kiss piece. So people were people were painting and doing graffiti back in the day. Yep. It just sort of it sort of all came came to a forefront when you know hip hop came around and everyone sort of found each other and yeah that that that's why it sort of took off from there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yep. sort of saw it. And, yeah. Well, that and I mean, then, I saw saw something when I was a little kid and it made me want to just draw and paint. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was so gonna. I, I was gonna say. What? What? What was it? What did you see? Um, what's it called? It's called the Magic Tollbooth. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it, it, it's like a. It was made back around the same time as like Alice in Wonderland and all that. Yeah. And I think it was a couple of uh, graphic designers that took acid. Yeah. And all it is is just. It just goes through all these different. It's a movie based on fonts and words and words, letters and numbers and all all these different you know styles and that and that. I just fascinated me. Then yeah. when I was little, I saw um, Smokey and Abandoned. And I always said when I grow up, I wanted to paint on the side of trucks because ah. they had you know, the big, the big trucks with murals on it. Oh, not realizing that. And they turn into trains instead of trucks. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh bro, I fucking love Smokey and Abandoned, man. <laughs> Burt Reynolds yeah. is the fucking man. <laughs> That's it. I love that shit, dude. Eastbound and down, fucking what was I? Snowman, Snowman and Fred. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Snowman and Fred, that's what the dog was Fred. Yeah, the dog was Fred, that's right. And, Dro- and, in the truck. and Sally Fields always looked really good when you were a young boy. Yeah, oh, dude, wasn't she, man? <laughs> fucking hey. I mean, she, man, she had a thing going on back in fucking those days, dude, you know? And then, of course, know. And, and then, of course, like the cannonball run after that and that sort of shit. Like, fuck, man, Burt Reynolds was on a roll oh, through yeah. that era. Yeah, he made a couple of that. He teamed up with those with that Dom DeLuise or whatever. Yeah, dude, Dom DeLuise. Captain America. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think fucking wasn't like Sinatra and Dean Martin or something in them as well. And there was those two hot chicks driving yeah, a Lamborghini right. and shit. Fuck. Yep. See, good old movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a huge fucking... That was a, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> smoking with the cold. <laughs> I should probably quit smoking, bro. <laughs> Oh, it's starting to fucking, it's starting to get too much. Oh, dude, the tail end of this fucking tonsillitis, fucking laryngitis shit, man. Fuck, just trying to have a durry man tears the back of my throat up. But, dude, oh, beyond, <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that, listeners. <clears throat> beyond fucking, beyond, you know, beyond seeing that, you know, beyond seeing that shit on trucks and stuff like that. I mean, that Shabu piece in '83, dude. Had you done shit prior to that? Yeah, like I said. In primary school, we'd done a kiss piece. Yeah. Um, me and another guy, Luch, I used to write lefty, and we were just putting up things everywhere. Um, Luch and lefty, and it started just being like, beat it, I suppose you call it a tag, but with an outline around the tag, and sort of just gravitated from that. Now, he's the one that did the other piece, the Arak piece. Yeah. They asked me where, where the name Arak came from, but yeah, because we used to write um, lefty and Luch everywhere. Okay. We just catch a bus to school, and every bus, uh, every Ventura bus had our names on it. So it was all over the school. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I got Shabu from, I think it was an NXS album, Shabu Shabar. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was out around the time. I just liked the words, so I did it. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Who, like, you know, <laughs> you were saying, and, like, I know, I remember when we spoke to, um, I think, you know, we spoke to Cab... <laughs> You know, Cab was talking about how early on he saw fucking, you know, he saw early graffiti pre, you know, hip hop and whatever. But like when you see, you know, like what sort of, what, when, I mean, you're there pre the explosion, dude. You know, you're kind of there pre the explosion of hip hop and all that kind of thing. Are you seeing crews forming in Melbourne in the early 80s or is it really just, you know, individuals or just, you know, duos going out and, you know, throwing up random statements or, you know, Kiss, ACDC or nah. you know, whatever. Yeah, it was just like sporadic sort of stuff and like, yeah, it was a lot of the, the punk sort of stuff like what um, Cab touched on mm. and like I said, yeah, there was Kiss, others were going to ACDC. Um, there was, someone was getting round right and Cheech and Chong bong on and that was getting written everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I, like I said, I had another mate at school and we were doing it. I had another friend on the other side of town and he knew what I was doing. Um, his name's Devo and he's like, oh, I've got, he was going to school and turned out being Gazza and a few others okay. and Wizard and all that. And he's like, you've got to meet my mates. They're doing the same thing as you. Yeah. Having no idea. And that was sort of around, it was sort of around the same time and just at the start of breakdance and starting to come in anyway. And then, yeah, from that, that's how I got to know, know Gazza, Wizard, Tubby, all those boys. Yeah. And then, yeah, when the breakdancing that came in, I don't know how, why, but yeah, it also goes hand in hand. So we all gravitated and all, all met each other. There was crews on every line. Yeah. There was break crews on every line. Like you had the Ghetto Rock Boys, you've already spoken to Johnny Jewel Best. Yeah. Um, you had the Lambros Twins. They were fucking phenomenal on the Dandy line. Um, Kiwi Cool. 
you had NHA boys, so you had Nuts, Poet, um, Colour Hidden, all them. They were over on the Frankston line. Yeah. Um, yeah, people everywhere. Did you know? Did you know much? In. Did you know much about what was going on in on on those other lines at that time? Yeah, we all sort of started. We all um, there was a nightclub called Contact that started, so we all sort of congregated there and started crossing paths there. Then you had the City Square and the Marble, or what we called the Marble. There was two places we called the Marble, where all the break dancers danced in the city, yeah. and then. Because there was a graffiti board in the city square, right next to it was a youth information service. And so the youth workers sort of started chatting to us all and sort of started introducing us all to each other as well. And they were the ones that actually started lining up all the legals and everything else for us and getting us paint sponsors. Wow. wow. So like, you, you hear about the King Street legals, uh, I think Metro when they were building Metro, uh, museum, and they did the train station, the Remand Centre. Uh, we did something at Kensington. There was, yeah, they just started organising. Obviously, they trying to do stuff with all the youth. Yeah. They thought they were keeping us off the streets by giving us paint. Yeah. But, yeah, so they, we, we, we all just sort of got together that way. And, like I said, a lot of them, a lot of riders came from the breaking background as well. So coming out of contact, everyone was there. Everyone got to meet each other. We're all young. We're all underage going to the North Club, so we always end up hanging around together. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the thing is, unlike now where riders all fight each other, back then we all looked after each other. We were like a family. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you, you came along and you were a new toy, and you might be all right here, and you toy, but you might be all right. Take, someone will take you under the wing, and that's it. Yeah. You'd be hanging around with everyone. Everyone would be looking after you, teaching you things, taking you out. I think I painted with. I went to a piece in nearly every layout. Yeah. And that was just through that network of becoming friends with other riders and other lines. That's it. And I suppose there was so few so, there was so few of you out there at, at that stage. You know, if we're talking, you know, like <clears throat> eighty five, man, you were yeah. eighty five, eighty six. I mean, fuck how many, you know, like you were few and far between, so I suppose you gravitated towards one another. Yeah, and look, like we were classed as the outcast in society. Of course. Like these days, it's trendy to say you're a rider. Yeah, Back yeah. then, we never said we were a rider. Yeah, no, fuck no. Um, I can still pick another rider, someone who was a, was a rider any day now and put them on a um, train platform. It's the way they watch a train. Yeah, yeah. The way, the way a rider watches a train is totally different to everyone else. Yeah. So we, we were able to pick each other. Like we've had the, before Richmond became the rider's bench, we also used to go there because – You'd leave school, and that's where you interchanged from certain schools to change lines on your going home and going to school or whatever. But you'd see someone else doing the same, you'd walk up, or they'd be paint on their shoes and just walk up, oh, what are you right? Yeah. And that was it. You just came, and we'd all start chatting. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, it just sort of went from there. What was it? What like what what uh, like pre USA crew and all that sort of thing? You had MWA, is that right? Yeah, the MWA that was uh, me and Deal, that was that was around the um, Future Four time. Yep, I sort of I was hang, I started with SPA. SPA, you know, yeah. another guy, yeah, yep. sneak preview artist. Yep. that lasted about a month. There <laughs> 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 was a guy Crunch. Let's just say he got, he met someone else in the grass scene and decided he wasn't didn't want to be a rider anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he met Prime. Um, didn't go well for him. And changed so his mind. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, decided that uh, it wasn't the same for him. Yeah. <laughs> and or, then, uh, or had it decided for him. <laughs> yeah, had it decided for him. Uh, Meat Hill and Devo did um, MWA, which was most wanted artists. Yes, yep. And, that's, and then after that, when USA Crew formed, I sort of, yeah, I, I was working with Gazza and I was hanging around. I was always piecing me and Prime were piecing partners and me and Gazza were partners, so it was just a natural gravitation. Yeah. We all sort of went in and uh, me, those two, Zone, Bondi, Say, uh, Catch. And say so Catch went to, Catch and Prime were at school together. Yep. So, yeah, just, I know, just all circled. Yeah. It was originally going to be um, another crew. It was going to be uh, joint forces. And they did, they did a piece. And some of them, I think it was Baze or something like that. He was over on the Hirschbridge line. Yes. Yep. But then he sort of got out of the scene as well. Yeah. So instead of joint force, it became United. So United Subway, I think USA crew became. Fuck. And yeah, we just sort of took off there. Oh, and Skez as well. Skez went to school with um, Catch and Prime. Yes, yep, 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 yep. And so me, me and Zone went to school together. Yeah. So you had sort of little pockets, pockets from different parts, but we all, all hung together and yeah. How many? How many? How many of you guys like early on were breaking and all that kind of thing, and then went into graph or had you all? Did you all sort of? Did you all pretty much meet around graffiti? Um, no, I never tried to embarrass myself and break dance. I know I can't dance. So. <laughs> <laughs> Realize your limitations and just called it. Called it yeah. To that. yeah. But no, uh, Zone was a break dancer before he wrote Zone. He wrote um, Taboo and Crazy. Yeah. And he, and he was a breakdancer, and he was good mates with, uh, he became mates with Kiwi Cool. Okay. He was a grouse breakdancer. He, he ended up in um, Ghetto Rock. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember Gazza breaking, but he was always into the music, so I think he might have actually tried to dance in the early days. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose um, everyone I suppose everyone tried their hand at it, you know, to some degree, you know, it was, you know, de- depending on how good you were at it, whether you stuck with it, you know, like. Yeah, I think 90, 95% of the writers back then, yeah. they sort of came from, yeah, it was just automatically part of the scene. That's it. And there was that other little percentage of us that we'd just been, yeah, we'd been painting things and then discovered there was something that went along with us in a place we could be accepted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so- and, and other people like us. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. So are you in primary school or high school? Like, when do you meet, when do you meet Prime? Uh, I never really went to high school, but it was, yeah, it was the start of high school era that I was um, that I met Prime and Disguise and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, primary school I was just getting around just meeting me and Luch. Yep. High school was high school when I started meeting everyone else. That's when Devo's thought introduced me to others doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was I can't even remember how old that is. Sort of, 12, 13, something like that. Fucking unreal, eh? Yeah, maybe 11. I don't know. Yeah, dude, such a young yeah, age. Yeah, we're all young. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the first, the first time I busted, I was 14, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it for a fair while then. And, and it, like, at, at this stage, where are the introductions being made? Like, you, you like you know, you said you could tell a writer, you you could pick one another, you, you know, there's only a handful of yous out there. But beyond contacts, beyond that nightclub, are you meeting places? Like, fucking, is it still, you know, was Richmond, you know, was, like, the writer's bench a thing at that stage? 
I would say that the writers' bench just sort of evolved. Yep. Like I said, it was because people would be going to different schools, and that's where you would interchange. If you came from one train line, you had to go to another train line. Yeah, you'd change over at Richmond, and yep. it was just it just became that way. Yeah. Um, and so all, all the people I knew were mainly on the Sandringham line, so they were down Gardenvale, and then you had Gazer and St Kilda, oh. and then there was all the boys in Windsor. So there was uh, Dewey, Ringo, Squin. King and all those boys, um, so Frosty and Flexi D, they were over that side of town too. Yeah, yeah. Um, GS was from over that way as well. Yeah. So he was sort of Elwood way. There was some boys in Elwood. So I sort of got to meet them. Me and Zone were from the far end of the eastern suburbs. But, yeah, we'd, it just sort of intertwined. And I suppose, like, Devo introduced me to a group of guys like Gazer and all that. But then they're introducing me to another group of, group of guys that are doing the same thing. And That's right. Then I'm introducing them to sort of like, oh, well, we're here on their own and um, it's a bleach. So everyone just sort of slowly, it's, yeah, slowly snowballed. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Well, when do you like fucking, dude, I, I wanted to ask you, and I know you weren't there for it, but I've seen you also post about it on social media, the Three Wise Kings piece. And like the there was a news article that went along with it. I mean, it was a defining piece in, you know, in that era, you know, by the future oh, yeah, for it, it, 85. Yeah, it was a defining moment in graffiti for everyone, really. Yeah. It was done by Future 4. Yeah. And it was also the piece that broke them up. Oh, really? So that was sort of, yeah, after that, you know, Ego said involved with the media and, yeah, yeah, a few of them had their differences of opinion and they sort of split. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was sort of the last thing. But a lot of people still say to me, like a lot of writers from back in my day, say they went past, they saw the three wise kings and that was it. They just blew their mind. Yeah, exactly. They knew what they wanted to be. They wanted to do graffiti. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, just and the fact, yeah, the fact that even the media started taking notice back then, it's like, so it made a big two-page spread in the newspaper. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. So the public was starting to take notice of all of this. Yeah, yeah. How was the how was the media's um, take on things then? Because we know we know where it went and how it went as the eighties drew to a close into the nineties. It became a fucking a barrage of negative press on Melbourne writers and I mean writers probably across the country. But at that stage, oh. when it's so young, that Night Riders article was it was it was it, was it you know was it favourable towards writers or was it still anti anti the movement or the burgeoning movement? Nah, because it, it was it was we were the you know, the scum of the earth and yeah. everything else. We had to be purged and, you know, we're the worst people on the face of the earth, lock them all up, they're delinquent children. Yeah, no and nothing was, nothing good, you know, nothing good sells a newspaper. Yeah, no, no, so, no. No, no, no. I had, um, well, you have always avoided the media like the plague, but one turned up one day and she was hanging around, it was like her day club with all these other writers were there and she was trying to meet a writer. And a couple of them sort of sent her towards me, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I ended up taking her into Jollymont Layup. There's a section I used to always paint. It's it's a hotel now and on Brunton Avenue, but there used to be a layup section there. And I sort of taken her in between the thingos, what's your name? And I just wrote her name. I put the can in her hand and said, yeah, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. And she was still in all just the fact that, like, no one can comprehend it unless you've been a writer and you've painted a train standing inside a yard how big these things really are yeah, and what you're doing. And, and, you know, just no one else can understand that feeling with another rider that's painting the train. Yeah. Like it's, you stand on a platform and the train comes in, 
it's still not the same concept as standing in a yard on the tracks, yeah. looking up at this towering thing. Yeah. And like, there's not too much gap between two carriages, so you know you got to you you squeeze it in, you get you know proportions and everything else right. It's not as easy as some people used to think. Oh, fuck no, dude. Fuck no. And that's what it like. I mean, we've asked, you know, like when we've had dudes on here, you know, I mean, we've had countless riders on here, not just fucking, yeah. <clears throat> not just riders out of Melbourne, but, you know, like dudes, you know, doing those whole cars, man. Like when you first stepped to that, like I think, fuck, when we had Shime on, I mean, Shime was responsible for the first first whole car in Perth, you know, around 86 or something like that. And I think we were talking to him about it. It's like, dude, like when you step to that train and you're just looking at it, man, the magnitude, you know, and how you're going to feel it, I mean, specifically with the fucking tools you had it, you know, you had at your disposal at that time, man, which was primitive paint, man. You know, like it wasn't designed for. Well, it wasn't designed for, <laughs> it wasn't like designed it is for today. paint trains like it is now. No, exactly, man. So, exactly. And you did a lot of trains in your day, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Me and Mister working out at one stage, I've done about 138. Yeah. And yeah. I think I did. I did a couple more. I've done a couple more since then. Since so, yeah. 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 We'll say around 140, 150. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, so, any particularly memorable ones? Oh, there's a few. Yeah. There was well, one night, uh, me, Gaza, Mist and Peanut, as we're walking into the yard, we thought it was security in the layout. But as we got closer, we realised there was two other riders already pacing there. Okay. And it was, it was Haze and Beware from FMC. Oh, right. So yeah. that, that's when we knew graffiti had really taken off, when it got to the stage that, you're walking into the yard as other other riders were pacing. You're fighting for a panel. Look, oh, where's the space? Where's the space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's yeah. So like, they've just finished their pieces. We've walked up, chatted to them. Then they told us, oh yeah, security's been this, this, and they've yeah, what times they'd already been through. Yep. So we started pacing. Then they finished. Say goodbye. They've left. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah bizarre. There's been some real bizarre ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, they you know. Is the infamous night that everyone knows about. So yeah. that one goes down in history. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Getting, getting, getting chased and everything in Ashburton. Yeah. Um, down in Upper Gully, there's two sections to the layout. There's the pit and then the other section, which is next to the station. I took Mist out to peace with me one day because I'm from the area. I know all the local um, larrikins and everything else like that. Yeah. And they were riding around on their dirt bikes. And every time he heard a noise, he was panicking because it was a new yard and it's all enclosed. Yeah. And he, did, he couldn't handle it. I'm like, no, relax, relax. Because all the locals, if the cops come through, they'll start flying past on their dirt bikes and get the cops to chase them yeah, so right. that riders could get away. Fuck. So I'm like, no, no, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> so as USA crew, we've got a lot of pieces done out there. Um, but yeah, Mr. Straight Dad, he's like, no, no, this... I don't like this yard at all. <laughs> so there, there was sort of a half half finished mist piece going around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where else? I, I pieced Ringwood. I never pieced in the pit at Ringwood, but I pieced on the Lilydale side of Ringwood. Okay. Um, heaps of Giantmont. There was about, there's a whole heap of us one night. We did a whole top to bottom whole car and two window downs. Me and Rumor did one window down. The top to bottom whole car was. Jay, Peanut, Gazza, and Mist. Fuck, and I think, I think New Two and Taxi did the other window down. Wow! And as we were as we were walking out, um, the coppers were coming flying in. Fuck! So they'd just come in to raid the yard, just as we were climbing up to get over the fence to leave. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And um, they waited the next day for anyone to come to take a photo, and everyone got arrested and tried to get photos, so we never saw photos of it. Shit. But apparently, you can picture the sort of um, whole car that came out of that, that sort of lineup. Oh, bro, fucking just, Jesus. You did, just Gazzard, just Gazzard, and Miss. There's a top to bottom whole car that's fucking going to blow everyone away. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, without fail. So, yeah. Fuck, there was another time. They, were, they knew that me and Prime were due to peace. So I didn't find out until the next day they'd been sitting inside the um, station because he lived right next to Burnley Station. So oh, they'd, right. they'd been sitting inside the station waiting to see me and him leave to follow us and catch us from the piece. Yeah. And that, and that night we, we were going to piece. We decided to go do a top-to-bottom hole car. So there's me and him, there's Peanut and Miss, and there's another guy, Robson and uh, Julia. We were walking, walking into Jollymont. By the time we got to Richmond, we couldn't be fucked. <laughs> and Richmond had been totally buffed. There wasn't one tag on the station. Shit. So we decided, fuck it, let's just straight bomb the station. Yeah. So we had and we had enough paint for a top to bottom hole car, so we did we bomb the whole platform. And the cops must have been waiting for us at Jollymont, but it took too long, so they started heading back towards um, think, really thinking there were pieces on the track somewhere. Yeah, yeah. As we were getting off, one end of the platform, the coppers were getting on the other end of the platform. That was probably the biggest chase I ever had too. Fuck, yeah. Because I, I, it depends on, if you know um, the area very well, as you're coming down from Richmond um, Station, it goes over Swan Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I went to jump down onto the street. Me and Robson went to jump down onto the street and the cops had already had the street blocked off waiting for us to drop down the hole. So fuck, we had to go. We got back off. We, we took off towards Rosella. Then did the back streets of Richmond, Prime and Julia. They did the back streets of Richmond, and Mister Peanut hit Swan Street Fuck. and walked down. We all ended up, we all ended up back at Prime's house. But yeah, I found out the next day the um, the ticket guy told me about it because he knew who we all were. He was he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. He just said he goes, "Fuck you, you were lucky last night." He goes, "They're filthy too because you got away." No shit. Like, yeah. Fuck. Like, well, we had no idea. We just thought. By chance, they might, someone must have spotted us um, bombing the station. Yeah, right. And like, we bombed, we had no paint left when we left. So <laughs> we'd been there a while. Fuck. It went from totally spotless to totally fucking trashed again. Just smash, yeah. Yeah, but it took about another week before every rider in Melbourne and totally trashed it anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're only a day, <laughs> really, we're only a day ahead. It was the bench, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know why they buffed it. Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. Is that is like was, <clears throat> you know, because I've I've heard and I've read, you know, like of USA's presence around Burnley and Richmond in particular. Like you guys were heavy in that area. Is that is that due to Prime being in that area, or we all use guys? We all um, guys living around there. No, I think it's because that's where the bench was. So that's where they saw a lot of our stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas we, we were, you know, our tentacles were reaching out further down the train lines than that. Yeah, like you had. Bondi lived in uh, Camberwell. Skez lived in Nutterwadding. So we're all pacing down there. You had me and Zone in um, Upper Gully. And then we'd pace with people from other crews as well. So like I used to hang around with the boys from uh, SA Crew as well, Supreme Artists. Yeah. And they were over. And also a couple of the boys from TMM, Pudgy and all that. Yeah. So like yeah. they were over on the Hurst Resort. So I'd do some stuff over there with them. Um Gaza sort of everyone wanted to paint with Gaza, so Gaza paced everywhere. Yeah, the, there was 
the, all the Sandringham line, um, all the way along there, that had a lot of this stuff. Um, St Kilda and Port Melbourne used to have train lines back then. So I pieced the Grey Ghost at Port Melbourne layout. Yeah. Um, which is now a, like I think it's a fish and chip shop these days down there. At the, it's, it's like a, it's a tram line that runs down to the um, docks and it's all trended up these days. Fuck, okay. Um, St Kilda was a tram line. They both <laughs> hadn't had four stations, but yeah. So all along the St Kilda line, you had, Gaza had a lot of stuff along there. Yeah. And Peanut, Peanut was facing with him a bit. Back then, so yeah, we, we sort of our tentacles reached out everywhere. Yeah, where, but I think a lot of people because everyone congregated at the bench, and you'd you catch the train out only a couple of lines, but or you'd you'd hear about a new piece that was close to there when everyone came into the city square as well. Yeah, right. So people would go out and they'd see our stuff. They wouldn't be going to the end of the line; they'd just be going somewhere close to see that. That's crazy, eh? And then you had everyone. Everyone was going to school. A lot of people were going to school. What was it, Swinburne and yeah. um, CBC and Oakley Tech and all that? Yeah. So it was just what they saw between school and the city. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's sort of what was being reported back to them. Yeah, dude. But yeah, there was stuff going up everywhere. Yeah. So like, I, I was hanging around with nuts from NHA once and I went out, they took me out to his house and they had their own gas works out in Cheltenham. So I, I was blown away. I've gone over there and there's all these pieces, you know, poet, colour, nuts. They've got their own sort of massive gas works over there, yeah. all these pieces. Yeah. So, yeah, we're all sort of reaching out everywhere. And the old, the old handsome Ransom, Ransom was from out that way as well. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we, we'd go down, we'd um, go down Mentone, all that sort of – so we were all we were reaching out everywhere. Yeah. You're getting out. It's just – yeah. I think because everyone congregated close to the city and close to Richmond, that was what – they were hearing about those sort of pieces the most – but yeah, like you go to Prime's house, and I think at Burnley train station, the power box there, I think it's got about three meters of paint on it, <laughs> and it'd be that thick. Layers. <laughs> because, yeah, because you just go, oh, fuck it, let's go piece over ourselves and go walk over in the middle of the night, yeah. straight across the road. Yeah. Like, I was, I was piecing one night, and he couldn't be bothered, and then he comes out in the middle of it, starts throwing rocks and pretending there's a copper raiding music on Hungry and he's going to Seven Eleven, but it was just it, it was just a sort of thing. And like uh, him and Gaza did it heaps. Yeah, uh, him and him and Catch did it a lot. And so Catch lived in Camberwell as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so you had Bondi and Catch in Camberwell. So that's what that's where yeah King's Way pieces was done down there. That's right. There was a Bondi piece done down there? Yeah. USA Crew yeah piece done down there. It was sort of well known. Uh, Bondi and Prime did something in Hawthorne. Uh, Prime did it a couple of revels in Hawthorne as well. Well, I mean, use, um, use boys away from the tracks, body and stuff. Yeah, yeah like um, football pavilions. We used to do a lot of football pavilions back in the day as well. Okay, yeah. And stations. Like I, I had a trust on the Windsor Station that was there for, like, I think about five years. Jesus. Um, I did a pre and a sleaze piece at Hawksburn. Yeah. Fuck, um, like one of them I was on crutches when I did one of them. Me and Miss went pacing and I'll break my leg. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've, I've come, we went to go pacing. We thought it was coppers coming down the lane on the way there, so we've jumped a fence and I've broken my leg jumping it. We're trying to keep quiet. It turned out it wasn't coppers. Fuck. So we, we ended up having to get me to the Alfred Hospital <laughs> and up in plaster. Oh, I come back 
and uh, Hugh Dunnett was living at their house at the same time. Yeah. I woke up in the morning because I was waiting for the parcel to dry before we tagged it. I was asleep and he got prime position. <laughs> this perfect Hugh Dunnett tag. I'm like, fuck, you can't, you beat us all. <laughs> but yeah, everyone ended up tagging that cast. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm piecing on crushes. And then they come over while I'm at Hawksburn Station pretending to raid and yell out, cops, cops, cops. So there I am on crutches trying to pretend to hobble and run away and they're all laughing their heads off at me. <laughs> Cheeky shits. So we were cruel to each other as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> hey, dude, you mentioned right. – like, you, you, you briefly mentioned just before that um, the, the Rosella wall, man. I had, someone, um, I had someone send me a message. I don't know how well known this is. I presume Melbourne – well, I presume this is – fairly uh, well-known around Melbourne now, but he was telling me, uh, I can't remember offhand, big shouts to whoever um, hit me to this information, but he was telling me that a lot of dudes used to get, like, early on, like, I don't know, it was late 80s or early 90s by this stage, but a lot of dudes used to get fucking um, snapped at that Rosella wall because cops had the petting gills. The cops had a surveillance, yeah, the petting gills. Yeah, they had surveillance on the petting gills who were fucking, you know, who were trafficking in the area, you know, who were running business in the area. And so they fucking, that surveillance was you know, they were watching that Rosella ball the entire time. Yeah, it was in the Rosella factory. Well, one night we were coming home from contact and all the trains was finished. Yeah. And there was me, Zone and Prime, we were walking back to Prime's house. And that um, Dennis Allen, his house was on the on the train tracks, the one that they were watching. Yeah, yeah. And I, he must have thought that we were coming to do something. He ended up chasing us down the train track with a spear gun. No shit. So here's us little kids running down the street. But the next day, me and Prime have seen him. Yeah. And he sort of like, Climbs from the area, and he had older brothers and an old man. So Dennis knew his family, and he was just like, "Oh, you know, how, how are you, Yuri? How's <laughs> been going?" Like nothing had happened. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Prime. I'm like, "You just come fucking all there." <laughs> and he just laughs. He goes, "Don't worry, he doesn't remember." And he's giving us money here. You go, go buy some pies and big M's. You know, no shit. Make sure you stay in school. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm just like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, that was, that was a fucking weird old time. Yeah, bro, I'll bet. So, I'll bet. It's amazing. It's, yeah, nah. it, it's it's amazing to me how some of that history, like that fucking that you know, just the rich history that exists in Melbourne, but how it intertwines at various points too. Like it's man, it's amazing. To yeah, they sort of crosses paths with each other. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Dude, you know, I mean, we're talking about Prime. We've, you know, his name's come up on numerous episodes. I don't think we've spoken to anyone that's been as close to him as you were. You know, um, may he rest in peace. Yeah, man, you've you've also cited him as being, you know, without fail, alongside uh, Astro Gaz disguised as being one of Melbourne's yeah. you know, the so tr- in my, true kings. In my opinion, the three three kings to this day from everything I've ever seen is still Prime, Disguise, and Jay or yeah. Murder. Yeah. Yeah. So th- those three, nobody's ever done anything that, you know, that, that hasn't either derived from something that they've done or done anything that burns them. That's like it. some of their stuff is phenomenal. Yeah, dude. Yeah, timeless. Absolutely timeless. And yeah, pain with, pain with Prime, if anything, he taught me that less is more. Yes, yep. Because yep. if you look at all his stuff, he could do some wild style stuff, but all his basic stuff too was so simple and intricate, but still second to none. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. could do it yeah. like like he did it. Yeah, it was just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, man. Um, all his, like all, all his, some of his prime pieces. There's one that they're gas works, and every letter is a different style and a different color. Yeah, dude. And 
Uh, one, one of his trains, I think he, he's used different characters for different letters. So I think he used a snake for the S or the R and the love heart for the I and, you know, just the, the places that all of their minds were going, yeah. you know. But, but he, was, he was one that don't overthink anything. He used to always say, don't overthink your piece. Don't overthink your feel. Just, you know, and have a look at his stuff. Or even his dim, dim stuff and his rebel stuff. Like my, one of my favourite pieces of his is that Rebel at um, which Rebel the one at the museum, okay. the blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he just freestyled it on the spot on the day. Turned up, no sketch. They they gave him some colours. The colours that they gave him was what he had to do with, and he just yeah, he did that Rebel piece. That's unreal. And that's that fucking that pops so well oh man and that was the thing like the, the whole idea of freedom and that's what he's there you know, that's what i don't think it you know a train goes past in a split second yeah so in a split second you, you don't see a wild style but you you, you see something that pops yeah that's right so whatever whatever you're doing you want it to pop it's, it's got to pop and it's got it's got to be understood in a split second when people see it yeah dude yeah um Hats off to all the best wild souls. Like we had some of the stuff Ransom was doing as wild soul and everything Gaz has ever done. Amazing, but hey? you know, that that only only an artist and a writer is going to understand. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so yeah, they were, they were sort of on different spectrums. So you've got Prime on one spectrum, then you had Gazer on the other spectrum. I go painting with Gazer and this things that he would do, and then he'd, he'd really push you with where you took your feelings, bro. I mean, we were, about, we were talking about we were talking about that we were talking about that USA number one panel, you know. Yeah, you're like if you actually zoom in and you have a look at the filling on that. Yeah. For when it was done by a 15 year old kid, where his mind was at, it's, like, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And considering the paint we had back then, like okay, we were blessed. So we we found Naji and we had um, Art Potter. So we were getting all the wet paint and Illinois bronze and everything. And then we and we're getting heaps of bunt lac. Um, that was the thing. I think USA crew we were sort of blessed with finding some good paint places. Yeah. Then there was a Dymark factory. Fuck! I got sick of painting with Dymark at one stage because everyone had so much of it you couldn't give it away. <laughs> you can see it. I, I you can I, see. You can actually see it, was, man. Like just having you know you mentioning it, you can kind of see it in some of those early pieces too, man. <laughs> oh yeah. You know that well, fucking Dymark yellow. I did at Windsor. Yeah, the trust piece I did at Windsor, I ran out of one of my colours in the middle of pacing. Yeah. One of, one of my lookouts, I had Jay and another guy, Brett, there. Um, Jay stayed with me and Brett's gone to 7-Eleven to get his meat pies <laughs> to eat, but he's also broken into the Dymark shop to get me another can to finish the piece and come back. <laughs> it was right next to the station. So we did some stupid things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the actual Dymark factory was in South Melbourne. I remember that I was walking through South Melbourne one day and Nab's walking past with a shopping trolley Fuck. loaded with fucking boxes of dry my plate. This is the middle of the day. Jesus. And he's getting on a – going to catch a train home. <laughs> and we lived in like – he lived in Campbell. So he's going to take a shopping trolley to all the paint. That's how fucking ridiculous it got. <laughs> and yeah, fuck. The place got rinsed. Yeah, fucking oath. Oh, dude. Yeah, I've seen some bizarre things. Fuck um, – one I'll always remember, a whole heap of riders got grabbed at uh, Richmond's train station and they're squashed like 16 in the back of a divvy van. What? Uh, and they, they, yeah, and they put me in the back of the car. But when they got back to the station, 
Pudgy had tagged the inside of the event. Oh, fuck. And I'm there, I'm laughing, pulling everybody out. Then all of a sudden you hear this copy yell out, stop, what the fuck, who the fuck's done that? <laughs> no one's saying anything. And I've looked and there's a big pudgy across the fucking roof of the inside of a divvy van. Fuck. So they've all been pinched. I couldn't find a marker and someone's tagged the inside of it. That's fucking fuck. real. Jesus. <laughs> oh, it was fucking, oh, me, Sadie and Smash, we, we tagged or we bombed and trashed the very first police helicopter. Yes. Smash, yes. Smash was on Tropics at the time. Sadie was on Sadie. Yeah, I was still doing the trusts. I might have been doing overdose at the time. Yeah. But, yeah, so across the road from the Alfred Hospital, because there used to be no helipad there, so they used to land in the park across the road. So they've obviously landed and gone into the hospital. We've seen it, couldn't help ourselves. We fucking destroyed it with flow pens. Wow, so awesome. can you imagine being a copper, coming back, sitting in the seat, and the entire thing is bombed. Destroyed. The entire outside, it's like just a big trust or smash in front of your face. With drift hanging down from the flow pen. And like about 100 tags each, we just went to town on it. <laughs> So, yeah, they would have fucking hated us. Oh, hated us with a passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When did but you... then again, not many people can say that they they bombed their helicopter. Yeah, no, not like that. Police helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. When did the relationship... Yeah. When, yeah, no, not like that. When does the relationship, you know, like... I mean, early on, I think, you know, when we spoke to Johnny Jewell and that, he said, like, early on there was kind of like... It wasn't like a mutual respect, but it was just, you know, like, before, you know, pre that real fucking era of that that heavy transit squad you know like when do you start noticing the attitudes of the cops change towards you guys is it is it immediate um oh they, they were always on to you know, sort of heavy handed and fucking all over with everyone um yep. I, th I think they sort of they took us took a step back with me and prime and weren't so heavy handed from the get-go after that incident with the, at Ashburton. Okay. But they sort of, they weren't real, they, they were cunts, but they weren't real cunts to a few of the um, riders who were respected riders. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, yeah, they raided our houses, yeah, they were cunts, they told our parents all bad things. Yeah. Fucking about us. Um, but they'd see us and they had a, they sort of didn't go, you know, treat us like little shits. They knew we knew the law as well. Yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff. I remember fuck, I, I got to dig it on a train. I'd just done the panel at Upper Gully and I got on to catch the train home and Barker was there with another um, guy. And the other guy didn't know me from a bar of soap. He got excited and went to ask me my name and everything else. And I'm shitting myself because I've got a bag full of paint and yeah. I've just pieced. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep a straight face. And Barker's like, relax, will you? And he goes, how are you, Pete? I'm just there. He goes, what are you doing? I'm just catching a train. And I've got on the train. I've gone for two stations. I've got off because I'm going home. Yeah. And he did. He just he just treated me like, yeah, another, another, another person. Just yeah, like, yeah, okay. That's sort of like probably like, you know, all the main crooks. There's that. There's an understanding. Yeah. As long as you're not a smart ass to yeah. us, we won't be a smart ass to you sort of thing. It yeah. is what it is. Our job's to catch her. Your job's to break the law. Yeah. Yeah, it's like our job was to paint trains. Their job was to catch us. Yeah, they didn't have to be smart asses to us. If we weren't smart asses to them. Yeah, that's right. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, oh, yeah, I was a smart ass in one way because I did a window down. 
He said, fuck Carhill. I was going to say, I was, I was about to ask, that was my next question, the fuck Carhill panel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did a, I did a fuck Carhill window down, and that ran for ages before it got buffed as well. Yeah. Uh, me and Prime started writing everywhere. Uh, we were calling him Peter Rambo Stevens and Eddie Fonzieworth. So that was getting around everywhere, and everyone else sort of took up on and started copying us and writing it everywhere as well. Um, <laughs> well, these days, Carhill's actually a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and a mate of mine, he was doing his internship, and he said he was working at, for, for a guy called Frank Cahill. I go, what? I go, ask him if he was ever a cop in the 80s for the graffiti squad. He goes, yeah, he used to be a cop. Okay, yeah, well, I asked him if he was in the graffiti squad. And he come back to me, he goes, yeah, he wants to know if you'd meet him. You yeah, know, no grudges from the old days or whatever. Fuck. Um, I, I sort of said, what's listed on the same day? So we, we crossed paths, wouldn't shake his hand or anything, but he was... He was telling me apparently the graffiti club was set up because some of the paint burglaries back then yeah. were like hundreds of thousands, of, worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Fuck. I didn't think of it. And I look at it now and I'm like, yeah, okay, the amount of paint we got and the price of paint, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. So it was set up because um, robberies weren't making as much money back then on a bank as what we were getting in paint. We wow. were kids. Wow. So they were, that's why they had a, some of the hardest blokes set up and put into a squad to come after kids. No shit. Yeah. How's that? But like, he, he, he was, Kay was a kind of a bloke. Yeah. Fuck, he was, um, I think Johnny described him, you know, he looked like a bikey back in the day. He, he was an ex-Navy officer. Yeah. And I know, I know plenty of other fucking riders that got belted by him. So he was an absolute kind of a bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Peter Stevens and... That was here's a funny one. He told me his very first client, when he his very first law case yeah. and client was Peter Stevens' son, and he was representing him because he painted the train. You're kidding? No. Nah. Far out. Fuck off. So, so his first client was fucking Peter Stevens' son, and he was representing him because he got caught painting the train. So how's that? No fucking shit. Fucking karma. Wow. Peter Stevens is an absolute cunt. Everyone tried to bust us all. Yeah. His son grew up to be a, to become a graffiti writer. Fuck. Do you know what he wrote? Does anyone know? Nah, fuck. I wasn't asking. I didn't know it. Care was just like, but yeah, it was a good good story and a good laugh. It was like, fucking hell's that for karma? Bro. All the things you did to all us kids and, yeah, the things you did to our lives. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck, there's, there's yeah. a... Man, Can't. There's, Karma coming, got ya, bro. That's the that's that's the first man. Never heard that anywhere. Hey, that's crazy, dude. And there's a fuck, man. There's definitely karma. Like there's an irony in that too, somewhere. You know, like that's crazy. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that and I was fucking, I was wrapped. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, he probably grew up having the best photo album as well as a kid. Oh, of course. Saw nothing but graffiti. So, fuck, I'm spewing. He would have had. He would have been perfect to actually get to know him. Get yeah. to, you know, get your, get your old man's photo album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. well, that's the thing. I never. We never took photos. Mm. So all, all of our stuff, we didn't even think of taking it. It wasn't for Chrissy because Chrissy used to follow us around back in the future four days, and um, then eventually we all sort of got to know her and all that. Yeah. But she was the one following us around, taking photos and documenting it. Yeah. None of us really took photos of our stuff. Then some people started taking photos and things like that. But that original generation, we didn't really take photos. No, nah, that's it too. That's it. And who had access to a cameraman? So, you know, you'd have to fucking yeah. just, just steal one from somewhere. Yeah, like that would have been not a problem. But yeah, we just, we, we didn't even think about it. 
Nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think to take a photo of what we'd done. Yeah, that's it, man. That's Because we, uh, we did it, we put it out there, that was it. How, 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 much, how much went undocumented, you think? Most of it? Oh, fuck. Good 80, 90%. Yeah, that's unreal, eh? That's crazy. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, like I said, the, the first person I know of taking photos was Chrissy. Yeah. And... You know, she was only getting a certain percentage of stuff. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So there was there was all this stuff prior to that. We never thought of it. We never kept our sketches. Like I'd do a sketch, but I'd never take it with me when I went to do a piece, because I always had this fear that if I got caught in the yard with my piece, I could get caught. Yeah, exactly. You know, they could set it up, but I could lie my way out of it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So I never, I never, I, I used to think if I've done one, but when I took my sketch anyway, I do it in my head, and because you've produced it, and when I got to the layup, I changed things anyway. As you put your outline up, you tweak things, you change it. So your first sketch was never what your final end up looking like anyway. Of course, of course. So yeah, yeah. So we never, not not so many people. I spin out. There is some people that have kept their sketches and things from back then. I get blown away when I see some of that stuff. Oh, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. There's some people that have just yeah, they've they've managed to fucking hold on to that stuff, you know, for forty years almost, you know, thirty five years. Yeah, it's well, unreal. That all stuff's popped up. It's like oh. You might have given your sketch to some little toy. Yeah. But that toy grew up to be somebody and, you know, was a prominent writer years later. Yeah, man. But he still got it because to him it meant something. Yep. He reaches out all these years later. He's like, oh, you know, here's your, here's your old sketch from this piece from, you know, 30-odd, 40-odd years ago. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you guys, I mean, look, look, dude, listen, getting into the USA stuff, <laughs> you guys would influence pretty much everything that's that followed you know we've heard it time and time again i think you know when tame was on the show he was like man everyone wanted to be usa you know like fucking man i can't even think you know how many people we've gone through. i'm pretty sure it was tame that said that outright you know but like even going back to reach and you know others man the influence of usa crew you know like when you guys form how big was the crew at its peak um it was only a small crew yeah that's what i thought it was like five or six main Five or six main dudes? Yeah. So there was me, Prime, Disguise, Catch, Bondi, Skez, and Say. Yep. And Say only did a few things, then he stopped, then he came back and he was, he turned out had a break and come back as It's Me. Um, yeah, Catch did Catch and Sires, and he always, so he never painted by himself. He only ever came out when he came out with me and Prime. Okay. Um, he had Bondi. Bondi did stuff by himself as well. He had a couple of other mates to be paint with. Gazza's obviously Gazza. Yeah. Um, Zone did a few things, and then he mainly sort of started painting with DJ Steve and Kiwi Cool. Um, Steve Rage Steve and Deceive. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's because we pieced with other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. It, Every, everyone says the same thing to me. It's like, you guys were the most influential ever, but I don't see it probably because I was part of it. I, mean, I don't see that. I'm a, I'd have an ego if I said, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just because of some of the people who are in it. To me, it's probably because they're flying in disguise. Yep. Yeah, maybe, not the re- maybe not the rest of us, just because of those two. But, um, yeah, everyone's always told me, yeah, the most influence came from that crew. Yeah, and yeah. everything I've ever heard and you read, it says the same thing. But um, so that sort of goes back to like I said, those two, they stand out still to this day, Dude. kings of all time. Aren't they? Aren't Stuff, they? 
and stuff that they did back then still hasn't been beaten yeah, 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 or burned. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But you can't take but you can't take nothing from what you guys did, man. I mean, you know, like you mentioned Bondi there. You know, I, I got to ask. Yeah, Bond, but, Bondi's grouse. Yeah, Bondi, bro, he's incredible. Bondi, Bondi was fucking phenomenal. And and I, and, 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 and like, he, that was the thing. All of us, the way we approached art was, was all totally different tangents. Yeah. And I think that's why it worked too. Yeah. We all had a different mindset, so we brought we all brought something different to the. Um, to what we were doing. Yes. So it's not like we we're all coming along and doing the, in the same mindset and doing exactly the same pieces. Yeah, we had some similarities and we pieced together because we we're piecing with each other, so we we're influencing each other. But yeah, it's, I know it's really, we all brought something different. We're all, yeah, they're all fucking great artists. Oh, dude, 100%. I mean, man, how does how does Bondi come to paint Kylie Minogue's locomotion video? And you were there too, weren't you? I mean, USA. Who else, yeah, who else painted um, it? Who else painted that video? Uh, Mist and Paint Up were there as well. Okay, yep, yep. So there's there's two versions of the film clip. One just has it in the background, yeah. and the other one actually has it with us painting it, but in like um, high speed. Yeah, that's right. So he's going, going up and down. Up, yeah, he's going up and down ladders. Up and down the ladder, and yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's Mist and Paint Up, the other one's in it. And I think Taxi might have been there as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. May, it was Maze, yeah. That's, man, so, yeah, that's an amazing piece of history, but, dude. So, yeah, so Bondi's from uh, Campbell and he went to school with him. He's, he's always, he was always close with the family. So. Oh, right. Yeah, so it was sort of like a, you know, he grew up with them. So it just was natural progression. Yeah, Something okay. came along, here you go. Yeah, get my, get my friend to do it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Was that, so, your, was that your first yeah. time on set for something like that? Uh, no. Well, what is it? There was a TV show that used to be on Saturdays called The Factory. The Factory, yeah, yeah. And they they did a lot of sort of getting us to um, paint stuff and film us and try and get interviews and that. They had a competition once between Melbourne and Sydney. Um, yeah, they were. I think they were trying to hit that youth market, and that was. That was when Graffiti started to sort of take off and get trendy and more writers. Yeah. So they were trying to hit into that youth market and yeah. Well, so graffiti was the thing to take off, and hip hop was taken off. So yeah, they, so they had a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it was. I'm trying to think. It's someone else did another film clip as well. I think. I think it was GS. GS had done a film clip for somebody. Okay. It might have been for. It might have been from an indie band or something like that. I don't know whether Jay did as well. Yeah. But I think. GS did whether he did it by himself or whether he did it with Jay. Wow, wow. So, yeah, it, it became the in thing. Graffiti yeah. became trendy all of a sudden. So, from out, being absolute outcasts, yeah. all of a sudden everyone wanted to know us. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah by, by 88, man, it's, you know, it's in the media, it's fucking all over the trains, it's, you know, it's everywhere, man. And all of a sudden it's now in videos and stuff too, you know. I mean, the influence, you know, like <laughs> I remember seeing that locomotion video as a kid. You know, and just being like, man, what the fuck? And I remember like that, that you know, that they, you know, whatever they do, they pitch, they pitch, not pitch it up, but they speed the footage up and use it going up and down ladders and painting and all that kind of shit. And it wouldn't be till years later that I heard there was Bondi in USA. I wasn't too sure who. And yeah, fucking, you know, knowing that you were there as well, it's crazy. Yeah, it's not because all of us sort of never admitted to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no one wants to say they were in a car and they like a motion film clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so yeah, it's not something we've really told anyone. Like everyone knew that that Bondi had a 
um, friendship with the Monogue, so that was all good with the rest of us. Like, I don't know, we, we sort of weren't telling everyone we were graffiti writers. No, 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 no. It, it, was starting, it was starting to become trendy, but we were still old school. It was like, no, we just don't tell anyone. We are who we are. Yeah, it's nothing. So, yeah, we never sort of told people as we went through life. Like, yeah, I painted film clips, I painted backdrops, or, you know, did things for movies and stuff like that. Did you do much? Did you do much commercial work? Like, did you do much along those lines? Uh, here and there. Yeah. Yeah, did some signage and some um, stuff like that. Um, was it? We did a we did canvases. We had a few exhibitions. We had one exhibition down in Port Melbourne. We set up by the Youth Information Centre. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh. You never get a bunch of fifteen-year-old kids and get them together and feed them alcohol. Right. So <laughs> the, the actual real trendy, you know, our community that came down to check out our stuff and was meant to be seeing us as see their serious artists. Yeah. Saw a bunch of nightmare kids running around. We fucking terrorised everyone. <laughs> 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 I think the bus on the way back to the city. I was on there with all FMC crew and everyone else, and oh, they, they pulled, tried to pull up at the cop shop to have us all arrested. <laughs> You're joking, yeah? Yeah, nah, fuck. I mean, pesky done something, and fucking, but yeah, we we're running that mark. <laughs> we we're just, we're just delinquent kids that have been all of a sudden. It's like, oh, maybe famous. Yeah, dude, okay. Thrown into the spotlight, almost. Do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we, but we hadn't changed. We were just still those. Little smart ass little kids. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. Well, what about the bloody um? What about the gasworks? Because that was like Melbourne's first, or you know, one of Melbourne's earliest halls of fame. You guys were heavy through there. There's a big USA presence, you know, early on through there. Can you tell us a bit about that? That was around where that was around where bloody um Prime lived too, wasn't it? No, nah, no, nah, that's over in um Albert Park. Oh, okay. So fuck. Prime lived over 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 in Burnley. Okay. So it's sort of Albert Park, Port Melbourne. Oh, okay. So um. So a lot of the guys coming out of Future Four and all that that sort of guys. Yeah. So you had um Dewey had a few pieces up there, Ringo, Gaza. Um so there was pieces there before we started going there as USA crew. But everyone sort of congregated and went there. Yeah. It was like once word got out that someone had done a piece there, then others went there. They'd either be going there to check it out. Mm. Or you'd go there and you'd paint as well because we just told everyone that you were allowed to, it was legal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Even though it wasn't actually legal, everyone just thought it was. So, yeah, we painted it. And you go there during the day and do it like like it was legal. Yeah. Because it had sat empty right. for like 30 years or something, hadn't it? Or it just sat there fucking dormant? Yeah, it had been empty for fucking decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think there's actually still one or two sections of it still there. Is there really? I think wow. there's still... There's still a, um, you can faintly see a disguise piece there. Shit. And, and something else, someone else was telling me, yeah. Shit. It's like behind all the bushes and all that because all the trees have grown over it. But yeah, yeah there's still some still some stuff there from decades ago. Wow, dude, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, but like, like I said, there was other gas works around the place. Like yeah, you're there was a similar sort of thing I had over in Fertrin Gully mm. that I did, it was just, I don't know whether it was waterworks or gas works sort of place but i used to just go up there and paint when i was real little when i first started um the nha boys they had their own gas works set up at the gas place over in uh cheltenham yeah so i think everywhere before everyone was sort of connected like before society was all connected everyone every suburb must have had like its own 
sort of gas works and water main places and things like that. Yeah, that's it. That's so, it. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it just became discovered because there were so many riders around that area and going to school around those areas. Because like I said, you had Gazza and you had all the future poor boys. You had um, GS living in Elwood. You had um, Frosty and Flexi D, they were lived over there. You had guys all through Windsor. So you know, a lot of boys went to um, CBC, yeah. which is in St Kilda. So it was sort of, I think it was just a place they started going after school when they wagged school and it just grew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you'd, you'd hear there was a piece there, so you'd go down there to check it out. And then everyone would just say, oh, you're a lady just to paint there. So we did, we all just went there and painted. So, but you had people coming from everywhere. Yeah, dude, yeah, like, yeah. I think Jay's got a few pieces in there. Um, Supreme Artist, SA had a few in there. Uh, I think Fergs and Sizzle and that, they did some pieces in there. Okay. I can, um, yeah, people from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the abattoirs over at Burnley? Nah, I thought I'd got out of the scene by the time the abattoirs started. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's sort of probably mid-87, late-87, I just sort of drifted out of the scene. Yeah, okay. I sort of looked at it and, like, and it changed. It couldn't be fucked with it at all. Um, and I, I was becoming too obsessed too. I knew I, you know, I kept painting too much. I ended up in jail because I was painting way too much. Yeah, right. So I got out of it. I still kept still kept painting here and there over the years. I've still kept in contact with certain people, you know, um, things like that. But, yeah, the, like the whole scene changed back then. When colours came out, the scene changed. Yeah. Totally. And it wasn't about graffiti anymore. Yeah. It was, it was about trying to bash each other instead of, trying to burn each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just became, yeah, sort of really fucked up. wasn't for me. Plus, like, I drifted into other things as well, so. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Know, I suppose. I wouldn't say I grew up because I didn't grow up. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I just, I don't know, it was it was time for the next generation. It's like a couple of generations had already started coming in. It was their time, Sean. Yeah, exactly. I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so they, they did, like, they they took what we we started and they they took it somewhere different again and made it grow even more and it evolved and then you had all your technical era and you know so I kept evolving and you know so some of the things I saw after I got out of the scenes some of the people that came in and some of the things they did is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, dude. I was well, I was, I was about to ask who sort of comes in off the back of you guys. Fuck. Well, off the back of us was when sort of DMA AC. Yeah, was sort of they were starting to become prominent, yeah, and um, probably WCA as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they, they, those three would be the main ones. Yeah, sort of coming through after us. And, oh, like there's still the other crews too. That you still got um, FMC, and you still got um, FCB out in the western suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Obviously TMM. There was a tail end of TMM as well. Um, there, there was a few crews that were coming to the tail end. As we were coming to the tail end, yeah, that's it. Eh? Like they've been, so they they've been writing while we were writing, yeah. and then they just sort of went in another direction. Yeah, they kind of venture so, off. So, yeah, like some some guys stayed in and stayed right in the middle of the scene for a few more years after that, but they come in a bit later. But I mean, like Gazza had been there from the start. He stayed right involved in it for a long time. Um, obviously, everyone started copying Jay's stuff. Jay just became, Jay was phenomenal. Yeah, dude. Well, he came, 
he also came along at the perfect timing as well. Because when Jay came along, we sort of become stale and stagnant in a way and weren't challenging as, each other as much. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then he came along and all of a sudden it was a new challenge and it was just fucking boom. Yeah, bro. So, <laughs> like, I was with him the night that he drew, did his first 3D sketch. Wow. We're all smoking canes and fucking and, um, Ransom's house waiting for the Eric B and Rakim paid in full the release of, worldwide release of the film clip oh, like two or three in the morning or something. Yeah. A few too many bongs and we're all just sketching. Who else was there? Esky was there, Pac was there, Peanut Mist. And yeah, we're all just sketching away and then Jay's just showing us what he's done. It's just like, what the fuck? Oh, man. That's fucking phenomenal. The and it wasn't just people were stoned. It actually was. Yeah, he, he just invented 3D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, there, on the spot. Yeah. There and then on the spot, so that's yeah, late eighties. And then I, I hear years later, some someone in Europe's claiming they invented it in the nineties. It's like, dude, that ten years too fucking late. That's it, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, man. yeah. We kind of we we you know when we had murder on man, like we went through that history and yeah, like it's it's you know it's got to be a near a near well established fact at this point that he is one of the forefathers, if not the forefather of three D lettering globally. You know, like I mean, Phase Two yeah. citing that piece at um South Yarra. You know, like I mean, dude, that's fucking eighty seven, eighty eight for Christ's sakes. You know what he comes yeah, through? Well, yeah, dude, what he comes off the back of you? What he comes through doing is just wow. You know, like fuck. Oh, like. Even what he was doing prior in the early days yeah. when he was, you know, when I, when I was piecing with him, yeah. it was just just so technical and so clean. And the way he pieced, he had so much focus. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, when, when, when we painted, he had so much focus while we were painting. So unreal. Yeah, he was just um, like back in the day, the Wild Souls. Ransom did some fucking phenomenal Wild Souls. Dude. So he would have been the king of Wild Soul back in the early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like everyone's had. The, you go through stages. So we had different people do different things, and then yeah, the next generations come through after us, and they're taking it to a whole new level, and then taking it to the world really. Of course. So yeah, yeah it started. It, it it became popular, and then you know, we had Peril in Paris, um, as well. So you had the claims of Fame Boys as well as DMA and that. Man, so they come along yeah, with just yeah. some phenomenal shit again, don't they? You know, like it's just fucking levels. It just keeps going. You know, it seems to, you know, like we go back to the Three Wise Kings piece and all that sort of shit. And then it's just levels, man. Over the yeah. course of five years, you just see everything just grow and grow and grow and just fucking explode. Yeah, and it grew so quickly as well. Yeah. And like it, it formed so quickly. It became so advanced so quickly. The yeah. styles and everything. Yeah. It's like you, you look at most things, you know, you, they invent the wheel and they invent the car and you just look at the old cars, they don't change from a, you know, Kingswood to a Commodore overnight. No. Nah. That all took time. But you look at the graffiti scene and back then, in a matter of 12 months, you've gone through a whole different fucking from one extreme exactly. to the other. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. So yeah, there was there was some serious telling. Really. How did um how did um you know like we've spoken to others, but for your generation specifically, for the you know for the you know for the originators, how does subway art influence you when you finally get your hands on it? Oh fuck, when we got hold of subway art, that was when we discovered trains yeah. and other other ideas, and oh, okay, so you can do this and you can do that, and then you know. Like, I, I, you might have done a character by itself or 
a, a word by itself, but then you see these things like, oh, you put a character with words or with letters and it's twine this and arrows and, and it just, yeah, it just sort of changed, changed everything. Yeah. So, yeah, and they, we had stickers around back in the day as well. Okay. I think yeah. it was of all, Germ- all German graffiti. And there was, an, there was an era of graffiti stickers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like little collectibles, and they were around around the same time as Subway Art, sort of thing. Okay. So that was more influences again, ideas and things like that. Yeah. Um, Ransom was sort of the one that had the contact with that, made contact with other states and overseas. So he must have done the pen pal thing. So we sort of saw a lot of, we saw photos of other stuff, and they came to us and saw our stuff as well, mm. sort of through him. Then obviously when Johnny Jewel went to America make contacts then again. So that sort of all helped on top of the subway art and on top of um, Wild Soul and on top of all the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it all, it all sort of just intertwined by itself. What did, you, what did you think What you what did you think when you got spray can art and you see fucking those pieces? And, you know, it's only it's only since talking to Jewel and Pest that, you know, that I, that I personally found out that they, you know, they were responsible for a couple of those pieces in spray can art. Yeah, no, nah, see, I never rated spray can uh, that much. I, I thought it was like, because like they, they had, they did have some stuff like Johnny and that, but they had stuff from Australia, but like ten years too late. Yes. By the time they released, yeah. they released it. It's like we were so advanced that we were looking at that like, what, what's that? Why aren't you, you? You're making us look like we're really bad on comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get sort that. Of thing. I get but, that. Yeah. But but the, but the timing of when he took it and when it was put to print obviously you know it took him years to take the photos you don't think of that as a kid though no that's we it. just yeah like um yeah i don't know i never so i never really took too much notice of it. i sort of flicked through it but it wasn't the same as subway i wear subway i like i hadn't seen this shit before so it really blew me away yeah although yeah. you'd seen it you see it on tv so uh there used to be a tv show in the 70s welcome back clutter yeah of course and at yeah. the start of that the trains used to run it had a um, peanut and a few other pieces on the trains. Yeah, wasn't so you, you'd see, did see stuff like that. Wasn't the Duster know, and Lizzie? The early days. Duster and Lizzie was on one of those carriages too at the start of Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah, I that's right. That that whole car, that top to bottom whole car, yeah. with the slanted letters. Yeah, dude. So yeah, yeah so we, we we had sort of seen it, but not in the way you did when we saw um, Subway Art and all that. Yeah, it must that, have been. that was just to a to a whole other level. Yeah, it must have been, man. It must have been amazing. And yeah, it's, that's that's um that's a good that's a uh, a good thing to point out that you know I suppose by the time those um you know those those photos of the Australian people, I think if there's what is there four or five. I can't. I mean, I haven't seen spray can art in years, so I can't even remember offhand. But you know, the fucking the handful of pieces that represented Australia at that time. I mean, yeah, by the time it's published, I mean those pieces are what five, six years old, maybe. You know, if that book comes yeah, out in what eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I think it came yeah eighty seven, eighty eight. So by the time it had come out, it was much. You know, it's a fair, fair bit of time had sort of yeah. passed. Yeah. So and a lot of us were like, we'd do a piece and we'd walk away from a piece and we wouldn't think about it. After it, it was done, you're yeah. just thinking now our next piece. Yeah. Whereas obviously people, I go and see somebody's piece that they've done, and I'd appreciate it and take it in. But my own pieces, like, yeah, okay, that was yesterday's news. Mm. So, yeah, looking at that, it was like, oh fuck, it's sort of it's yesterday's stuff. Yeah, it was kind of around they showing us now. Yeah, they, cool. Although it's it's awesome, they're putting our stuff in there. It's yeah. it was sort of like, yeah, okay. It but cool. it was the same for everybody. I think a, a lot of the stuff in there was 
sort of outdated when it came out. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on comparison, so it was sort of like, oh, yeah, because we'd already had that connection with other people overseas and, you know, some of Europe and things like that. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. What yeah, about- so it, just, it sort of just didn't kick off as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about painting the legals in the day? And, like, I, I wanted to ask you specifically about, like, the museum legals and your smack piece, you know, on the museum legals, man. I mean, it's an incredible piece for the era, you know. And But, like, but, but you know, beyond that, like, painting legally at that time, you know, we was kind of we sketchy on painting legally in that era, like, being that you were under so much fucking police, you know, I suppose, observation. We sort of saw it as free paint. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was the youth workers from the Youth Information Service in the in the city square next to the graffiti board. And they they knew us all and they'd been introducing us all to each other. And they'd been organising nearly every weekend. We had a legal. Um, and they'd be the supply and the paint. But you always knew, okay, I'd tell them I needed 20 cans. I'd give them a list of 20 cans of paint. But I might only need five or six for the piece. So I can go and do a train tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well. So it's like, you see the legals and you'd know there's a couple of trains getting done that night. Everyone there was all going out piecing somewhere else. So, yeah, fucking, um, it, it was good in a way, but it did. The coppers did try and harass us, but at the same time, because the youth workers were there and knew all the law and were teaching us what the law was too, that scared them all off. Yeah. But they did arrest, they arrested Bez one day at the, at the King Street legals. Yeah, and they they must have been sitting across the road all day, and they waited till the youth workers were down, because they went on two streets. They waited till they were down on one street, and he was up the very end, doing the very last piece sort of thing. Yeah, and they quickly pulled in, grabbed him, threw him in the car, and took off with him, and ended up locking him up because he was a ward of the state. Oh, and all of us are trying to chase the car and throw cans in the car, but yeah, so they must have waited. So they did try and harass us even when we were. Uh, doing legals and all that. Yeah, I think there's some video footage too of uh, Bondi and somebody else and talking to some old grannies that are watching. And someone's like, hey, you know, have you got permission? Oh yeah, yeah. And they're trying to trying to interview them and make out, you know, oh, what do you think of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's it was always good. What else we did? We did um, there was that. There was King King Street uh, Metro Nightclub when they built it. Oh wow. that. Yeah. Uh, did the Raman Centre, uh, oddly enough. Did the Raman Centre? painted the Raman Centre. Yeah? Yeah, half the people that painted it ended up visiting there as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of a jinx in a way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, we did some stuff out Kensington. Yeah, they had sort of organised stuff everywhere for us, so it was sort of pretty good. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, yeah we, we none of us were sort of sceptics because – we all thought we were shiftier than they were as well. Yeah, true, true. Which true. we were, but yeah. yeah. So we're all like, yeah, well, don't worry. Even if they are trying to set us up with the cops. But yeah, well, they're the ones that set up the uh, art exhibitions for us. Ah. So they set up that, um, gave us the canvases. They set up the exhibition for us in Port Melbourne. Even even after we destroyed and trusted, they <laughs> still kept setting stuff up for, for us. You know, they were still really good to us. Dude. It was uh, mainly Chris and Kelvin were the first ones and then Faye. Okay, yeah, yeah. And we used to terrorise them. Like Kelvin used to wear a purple suit, and we used to call him Stud. We used to tell tell Chris he was a, he was a pedophile. So we used to stir we used to stir him up. We're like, "You're a pedophile!" Instead of giving us lollies, they giving us cans of paint. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're sort of we're smart ass little shits. But yeah, they were. If anything, they helped 
legitimizes. Like yeah. when I say legitimize, like legitimizes it is society that graffiti's here to stay and it's acceptable. Get yeah. over it. You know, it's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because does the does the does the VAYC does that thing does that come off the back of what those guys were doing? Yeah, they. I think the Youth Information Centre turned into the VAYC. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's pretty much, it all pretty much stands for the same thing because it was the yeah, Youth Information Centre, then the VAYC is Victorian something, Youth Centre. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Victorian, so, yeah. yeah, Arts, Youth Centre, yeah, something like Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think, I think it just moved from the city square to Flinders Lane, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just sort of moved, moved offices sort of thing because they started they've knocked down the city square and everything else like that now. How so, long, yeah, how I think it just moved and, yeah, same thing sort of happened. And the next generation of um, youth workers as well just, you know, took over yeah. doing the same sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just sort of continuing on tradition. How, how, how long did those, you know, those, those city legals sort of hang around for? How long were they active? Oh, like we'd paint them and they'd stay up until the building was complete. No shit, yeah? Yeah. Like it was an agreement that they'd come to with the union yeah. and with the, the council and with the paint company. So it was a pretty big um, thing they'd organised, but, yeah. So they had a, they'd organised with the union and the owners of the building sites. So, say, Multiplex or whoever – you know, owned the build, was doing the building. They'd done organised with them, with the union, with the council, because yeah. we were standing standing on the footpaths, and then with the paint to supply the paint for us. So it was a pretty big exercise on their behalf. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, a lot of a lot of work went into it. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, logistically too, man. Organising, and then you know having to deal <laughs> having to deal with you cunts' kids and shit like that <laughs> beyond anything else. <laughs> and, yeah, and then having to deal with a bunch of riders. Exactly. And then they censored me anyway. The smack piece, they made me put a – they go, no, you can't have that because I think, I think the A I've done is a, it's a needle. Yeah, inside a with, needle, yeah. With smack in it. And I'll be like, no, no, you, you can't do that. And I'm like, fuck off. And so they're like, I come to a compromise. What if I put an X over it? So, like, it's anti-smack. Yeah, yeah. They go, okay, we can, we can handle that. And like, so I had to put a cross over the – so there's a red cross over the – over the needle. That's right. Otherwise, yeah. So that, that, that was my first lesson about censorship. I, 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 I figured that would have been, you know, I would have that would have been at their request, you know, that red cross over the needle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dope piece, dude. It's a dope piece. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that, dude. Nah. But the thing is, it wasn't, um, like, I, ne I never used to do names or words or things like that. Like, I'd come up with a style in my head that would suit the letter yeah. and then – Whatever letters suited around that's why there wasn't that many trust pieces. Although I was trust, I wrote fucking overdose, potent sleaze, and all those other things because I'd have I'd come up with a design for a letter, but those letters might not that design might not fit trust. So whatever word would come out of that of is what I'd do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, smack was just what came out of it. I think I think I probably did the syringe first, and then yeah, the rest of the letters just sort of fitted with it. Just built it around. So. Yeah, it's just sort of, yeah, built around, so, yeah. And I, I think you'll find a lot of people didn't do their own names at the legal side. They had legal names. So, like, you had, I think Peril and Paris were the most famous ones for doing it because they were Peril and Paris, yeah, yeah. but then they were, um, at the, or they're legals, but they're, they were doing trains as Bank and Cazelle. That's right, yeah, yeah, of course. 
sort of thing. So it was like you had a an alter ego sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were the first iteration. But a lot of people they were sketchy about doing their own names at the legals, so yeah. never really did. Only I think only one of the I didn't. Yeah, I did overdose at um, Metro. Otherwise, I never did my own tag. I never did a trust or anything that really? any of the names that I was tagging at the time or getting up at the time. Yeah. I never did them there. So um, at the Remand Centre, me and Miss did Point of No Return. Wow, yeah. Um, like the King Street ones, me and Prime did the Pop Mode. Um, yeah, I did the Smack one at the museum. Oh, I think I did Kinky or something that in Kensington. Yeah, we, we yeah we sort of we, although we were never sketchy on we just saw our pedophiles. Um, <laughs> we were we were never we were never sketchy on the fact that we were going to get busted unless we used our own name. So yeah, I think you find a lot of people didn't use their own name. Yeah, no, 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 fuck no, dude. Yeah, yeah no, you'd have to fucking yeah, you'd have to keep it pretty dark to some degree. I mean, dude, can I, like you know we we're talking about Prime. You know, I just want to ask you, you know, like a few more questions about Prime, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Some you know, like man, what are some of your favourite memories painting with Prime? You know, I mean, he was known as a bit of a heavy dude in his day, also. You know, like you know, any any sort of any good stories or funny memories of you know painting getting out there with Prime. Fuck. I mean, there's probably too many, but yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. We, no, we, we, oh, fuck. Okay, you know the – everyone calls it the jam. Well, it's where Gazza did the jam piece, uh, Prime did a dim piece, Cash did a catch piece. Yep. And I've got that mum piece. So that wall there. Yep. So that day before we um, decided to go paint, we were all at Catch's house. All right. And then Prime decided that he wanted to paint, and he goes – Told Catch, he goes, and you're sponsoring us all tonight. <laughs> what do you mean? Just we're at your house and we're not going home, so we'll, you got to supply all the paint. Fuck. So fuck off. There's four of us. He goes, I've only got paint for me and one other person. He goes, Nah, nah. <laughs> now Catch's mum used to have all these tropical fish. Yeah. So Brian held him to ransom. He got the you know, the plunger of the syringe. He was putting it in. He was getting the fish's mouth. And then sucking it, so he was turning them inside out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and he, until until he turned around, and said, "All right, all right, stop killing me." <laughs> so he's give, he supplied the paint for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he was when he decided he was just doing something. He was doing something, yeah. but he was he, he, he was he was the best best guy for everyone. Like. Um, like I said, back then, all the writers were casters, our cast and everything else. Yeah. He, he was like a godfather figure in a way because he protected and stuff for everyone else as well. Yeah. So dude. everyone says, oh, yeah, he was a heavy dude, but he was a heavy dude in a good way. He was on everyone's fucking it's side awesome. and yeah. everything else like that. Yeah. Unless you were doing the wrong things. Yes. Um, yeah, like I said, when I, when I was on crutches painting, he pretended to raid me <laughs> and fucking chase me down the chasing down the tracks and then just started fucking laughing his head off because I'm trying to hobble away on crutches until I heard the laughter and I realised it was him and like I said I was doing the Burnley Power Block Sunday because he couldn't be bothered um, come and then he changed his mind halfway through he come out and pretended he was raiding whoever I was painting with he pretended he was transit cops and he was just on his way to 7-Eleven to get a pie so yeah he, he like he, he do bizarre bizarre and weird things but 
his concept of painting was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, dude. Um, like everyone started using stencils at some stage, but prior to prior to stencil work and everything else, he decided one day to to do like handprints. So he put a glove on and he'd spray over his hand, so it was like a stencil. Or he was he'd pick up rocks from the tracks and spray spray over them to use them as bits of filling. So he, he had weird go gone. He had weird ideas to come up with new concepts of painting and fillings and everything else too. He had, he had, and he some had, of his stuff. He, he had a gift, eh? Like he, he was what? gifted early, man. Yeah, he, he he had a gift, and um, I think Ransom was saying once too. He he, he said that he wanted one of his pieces to look like stickers, so that you could just peel them off, and like they'd just been stuck on like a sticker. And if you have a look at all these pieces, they do. Yeah, they actually look like they've just been stuck there. A lot of them. Like a perfect sticker, so he, yeah, he achieved what he wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah nah, that's fucking yeah, fuck. I'm just it some of these characters we probably talk about. But we had a lot of fun, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I'm just, I'm actually, I'm looking, <clears throat> I'm looking at some prime pieces, man, and I'm just like, man, like just how advanced the dude was in 85, 86. You know, the use of colour, like you said earlier. Just oh, the way before that. Yeah, the way those pieces could pop, man, you know, like fucking, dude, a remarkable writer, yeah. man. Oh, phenomenal. Right miles ahead of his time. Yeah. Were you, were you, and, were you tight towards the end? Like, were you, were you close with him throughout his yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, I'd spoken to him. I spoke to him the night before he passed. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're meant to be catching up that uh the next day and i got a phone call from jamie telling me that he'd um passed from jme Fuck, that's so crazy, yeah eh? that's crazy actually so, yeah like we drifted in and out of each other's lives yeah but every time we saw each other it was like we'd just seen each other the day before anyway yeah, yeah it was yeah. like one no, no time had passed we just carried on like we'd, we had you know the last time we'd seen each other yeah dude yeah yeah we went to jail for a little while things like that and we just yeah bumped into each other and that's it and yeah just that's it, it was always like it was, you know, the very next day. Yeah. Man, I, I, st I still see how he's written about just like via social media. You know, like if that old piece of history oh. comes up and you can read the comments that follow, man. Like, you know, just, you know, people like they miss him. They talk about, you know, I don't know how many people were legitimately as close with him as they say they were. But, you know, like, man, he influenced a lot of people or he had an impact on a lot of people. Oh, he... Him, him and Gazelle had such an impact on the entire scene. Yeah. Like, the the two of them, when they were together or whether they were separate, they still had it. And they had different personalities, so they they sort of, you know, they they touched everyone in the in the scene in a different way as well. That's right. Yeah. And they taught everyone. They, they were big on teaching what they – they were gift, given a gift. Yeah. But they were big on sharing it and teaching it. So if they saw a little toy and he was – he had no idea what he was doing. Primer turned around and said, hey, hey, if you watch, I go, yeah, try doing this or look at it this way. What do you think if you do this? Or, you know, yeah. he wasn't, he had no issue giving advice and, you know, bearing someone. He, he was happy to try and make someone do a better piece than him. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, you know, he, he wasn't one of those, oh, fuck, you know, I've got to do the best piece on the day, even though he, he just naturally do the best yeah, piece. He'd do it, yeah, he'd, exactly. He'd never be, you know, he'd never be out there to put anybody down. Yeah, yeah. He'd always be out there and it's like, he he actually wanted the scene to grow. He wanted everyone to, you know, get along and fucking advance. And and like I said, it was art. That's it. It was about the art. Yeah. So you know, I, I see people these days and the generation these days, and 
there are just all these other different reasons. But back then, we were in it for the art. That's what it was about. It was the art. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, like speaking of ransom, I've heard ransom credit. You know, like um, what was it? Fuck, I think Prime. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he credited Prime as you know one of the people that advanced train bombing in Melbourne. You know, like he fucking he was smashing oh, yeah. shit. And like the other thing is even his hand style. Mm. Like you look at the old those old Prime tags. If you've ever seen the Prime tags with the P and the E, they're all in the one stroke. Like, <clears throat> just that style, like, he's 12 and 13 and he's, he's doing, you know, he's doing tags like that. That that hand style was phenomenal. And that was ahead of its time. Like, you know, nobody else had that sort of style. Then uh, Gazza had a good hand style. Pudgy had a fucking grouse hand style. Like, yeah, there's only a few people who had good hand styles and sometimes you'd have a really good hand style, but you didn't have the best um, piecing style yet. Yeah. Like, you know, you hadn't quite formed. Yeah, Whereas no. he, he naturally was gifted with all of it at once. Yeah. Like I said, phenomenal bloke. He did so much for the thing. And, yeah, he what he's done still stands the test of time. Oh, doesn't it do? Doesn't it, man? You know, like even just <laughs> even just a quick flick through the fucking first, you know, the first chapter or the first chapter or two of um, – of uh, King's Way, man, and you can, you know, just, you can see it, dude, and it's early, man, it's early, you know, like, fuck, he, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, well, even the future four days, you know, they were all just miles ahead of everyone else. How good, bro. Like, and so, and so advanced. Yeah, amazing, man, like, amazing to be that advanced, that young, and with no, you know, no real sort of outside influence. No influence. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not, not, not like now, there's not like you can go and look it up. There was nothing to look up back then. Nothing. Although we did, we used to wax all. We used to go run a muck in the um, Melbourne City Library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would always go into the art section. He probably stole half their art books, but yeah, <laughs> he, he, he he was you know did see you know like all art and everything else. So it wasn't just um, graffiti. He brought influences from other things. Actually, intrigued him. Yes. Yeah. You know, other forms of art. So I think that's what might have helped as well. We just give him concepts and ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's just naturally gifted. Fuck, such a talent, man. Naturally. Such a talent. Man. Oh, yeah. Such a talent. And like, he, he used different styles for the different names too. So you look at all the prime pieces, and even though they're all different styles, they've all got one similarity. And But then you look at all the dim pieces, and all the dim pieces are different. Different. But they have no similarities to any of the prime pieces. Yeah, no, no, but no. they all have the same similarity together. Yeah, and then dude. the rebels. Yeah, the rebels all have their. It's like they all have their own identity. Each name. Yeah, yeah. So, so each name he got up, and then, oh, the pop mate only did a couple of them. Um, but yeah, that, those three names. So he, he, that was Dim was his favourite name. But yeah, the Dims all had their own personality. All the primes had their own personality, and all the rebels all had their own personality. Yeah, they, you look at them, and they're actually they they are different to they're, although they're all the same on the same name, they're all different to each other. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking yeah, so he, yeah, well, just he was miles ahead of his time. Wasn't he, bro? Wasn't he? Like, that being said, if, like if it wasn't for him and you know others, the scene probably wouldn't have grown as much as it did as fast as it did. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. It, it took it took him. It took so, the disguises. Exactly. It took people such yeah. as yourself as well. You know. But like, although they real gravitated to each other, there was only certain ones that really stand out and then really push it. They were the ones who were helping to push the rest of us push each other. Yeah. And yeah, you know, really test each other. Yeah. You know? 
yep. But there, there was the other thing was back then there was no egos involved. Like oh, that was what I mean. The couple, but there was no real egos involved. Everyone was happy to help each other. So if someone came up with a new idea <laughs> of how to how to paint something. You'd show everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Someone come up with a new ink. They tell everyone else. Mm. You know, you'd share all your ideas. Whereas now it's like, oh, I know, no, you know, how to do something. I'm not going to tell anyone. No, uh, no. It's like, fuck, yeah. You know, it, it's not meant to be like that. Yeah. Like, the only thing we kept quiet is if we had a really good paint place, we didn't share it with everyone mm. <laughs> until it ran out of paint. And then we say, oh yeah, this is where I rack all the paint from because it's already, <laughs> everyone's already getting buses. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. was the only thing we ever kept, kept to ourselves. Like even the yards. Like I piece so many different layups, but I just talked to the writers that lived near those layups and they had no issues telling me or showing me the layup or coming with me. Yeah. And we were the same. Our layups, we'd just take people with us. We'll tell you, oh yeah, this is this is the best part to go to, you know, this is what time and things like that. That's it. We all just sort of shared the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's probably what Probably would help it advance so quickly as well. Oh, without without a doubt, dude. Without a doubt. But I mean, in terms of, um, I, I do want to. I, you know, I've got a few more questions for you. And I know we've, man, we've been going almost two hours yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, but, right. but, bro, like, you know, in terms of uh, sharing sharing knowledge, you know, maybe with the uh, wrong sources, I've heard you talk about, and only, you know, only speak on what you want to speak on. Obviously, <laughs> all day. You, you're going to ask about day. All day. The very first dog. The very first dog. Day, the very first dog. <laughs> that was a pretty good. Segue though into it. It was a pretty good segue into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> in terms of sharing information. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. He, he he caused a lot of raids. Yeah. How early? Is and this? as soon as we found out. What year? Oh, probably we were all. Fuck. Like Eighty-six. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, once we knew, his I think within two weeks his family had to move house. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. He got. Scrambled by so many people. <laughs> I think that the house got trashed. They had no windows out the front. Fuck. But so many people got busted and raided. Like they were doing like five or six raids per day. Jesus Christ! It was, it was. It was like when I say he was a dog, he was a fucking dog, dude. Fuck. He lagged so many people, and there was somebody. Somebody was telling me. Um, they've pulled in on a train, they've been uh, tagging with him, and as he's got off the train, the cop was there waiting, and they actually said to him, thanks, you can go now, You're and kidding. arrested the other bloke. You're fucking nah, joking. Openly, openly did it, because the cops had no respect for him because he was a dog. Yeah. That was, that was the one thing, like, they respected some of us because we knew the law, and we didn't take any of their shit, but we weren't smart asses. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then they, they saw him the same as we saw him, like, well, you're a fucking dog. You just label your mates. He's a fucking rat. Everything you know, you've just given away every fucking secret and sold out everyone for what? Fuck. To, to get away with fucking tagging. Fucking hell. How active was he? Was he active for a few years? Yeah, no, he was, he was active before he got caught because that's why he had so much information. Yeah, that's what I figure. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he was fairly active. He lived in Camberwell. Fuck. So, um, fuck. Well, don't worry, there's um, a few people got nervous too. We're, it's a hotel now, but down in Spencer Street, well, it's called Southern Cross now. Um, the hotel there, that used to be where the transit office was. Yeah, right, yeah. 
and a, a few of us were in there one one Sunday. We broke in, we're roaming around because apart from being their office, it was also abandoned building sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and we came across a room that we broke into and had files. Oh. And one of the files that we stole happened to have a list of every informer. Oh, wow. I've heard about that. Yeah. Dude, yeah, And let's right. just say out, out of the five of us that were there that day, two people never, ever came back to the city. You're joking. They, Fuck. They, they, didn't get they didn't get touched that day, but they knew their name was on it. Fuck. And no, nobody ever saw them again. So they, they sort of, yeah, they got out of Dodge Creek. They just never came around again. But, oh, yeah. Man. Tuck your tail between your so legs and go. We, we, we got that. Um, fuck, we got hold of transit radios from Flinders Street. Shit. <laughs> we, we were creative little bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Ingenuity. Ingenuity, you know. <laughs> yeah. You did what you had to. It was good because it hadn't been done yet. So, you know, if we thought of it, we were the first to ever think about it. Exactly. So it's not like they were expecting us to do it. So it was good in that aspect. So these days, you know, they can't sort of do the things that we did. Yeah. But there, there was no razor eye around all the train yards. There was no cameras back then. Nah. Um, you just had security coming through and then the transit raids on the yards. But we, we used to know we had an hour. There were some yards we had two hours in. Yeah. Otherwise, we knew we had one hour in the yard to go in and do a piece. So, yeah, it was in and out. We'd, we'd do those massive productions in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the most... Like, there's a couple of guys I've painted with the, from back then that I've painted with a couple of times now, and they've been pacing constantly, doing a lot of legals. But they're just like, oh, it's all right, you know, I'll just come back and finish it tomorrow. Yeah. And I still can't wrap my head around that because <laughs> when I was painting, I, I, I had a time limit. I had yeah, to get in, get out. You either finished it or it was an unfinished piece, just yeah. the way it was. Yeah. So trying to wrap my head around the way it is, and that's what it is. They're like, you know, no, we'll come back and come back and finish it. Man. I think there was there's somebody that started a train and they finished the panel like the next day or something in a different yard. What the fuck? We were hearing that story. Like that was yeah. years after me, but yeah, I remember hearing about it. One of your podcasts, someone was talking about it. I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that. If we got raided and we didn't finish it, to, to try and find where it is and go finish it. Oh, bro. Never Dude, thought of that it one. It was off. Yeah, it was off. And I mean, tomorrow. So tomorrow was yeah. a new piece. Like you had to finish that one today, man. Tomorrow was a, t tomorrow was the next piece. You know, <laughs> like fuck. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was to us. We, we were painting, and you'd walk away. And tomorrow was a, it was a whole new piece. Mm, mm. Like I, I, I used to do. There was times I did. Um, I'd go and do a train with uh, paint on wrists, and then I'd catch a train home to my parents on Sundays. Like I could stay at Miss House on Saturday night. Yeah, I'd piece dandy. I catch a train back to my parents' place and all my leftover paint, I'd get off at Upper Gully and do a train there. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the yard was there. There was just all the scrap paint. Yeah. So I had what looked like a lot of half finished pieces or you know, sort of scrappy pieces because it was scrap paint. So it was. You just move straight on to the next piece, That's next it. piece, next yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was getting as many as much out as you could. Yeah, dude. That's crazy, eh? Fuck, you've been there. You've yeah. been you've been there for some like really historic moments, man. And, and like, please, like, go back to anything if we're fucking skirting over things. But I did want to ask him once again. You only speak on as much as you wish to speak on. But man, old Jamie, yeah, was, yeah, Jamie losing his legs. You were there. What you were fucking on that train? Yeah, no, okay. We've been doing loopies down sort of. Um, what were we doing? I think our base water upper gully, base water upper gully. That's where the trains were crossing. So we'd been doing loops 
And then I got off the base where and I was catching. I'm going. I'm going back home. It was the last train to the city. Yeah. And then they go, okay, well, they kept going. And the next day, you know, next morning, I've gone and I'm jumping on the train to go in the city and stuff. And someone else was on the train, and they're bawling their eyes out. I'm like, what's your fucking problem, you idiots? Yeah. And they're like, oh no, Jamie, Jamie got run over by a train. I'm like, Fuck off. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, he's in hospital, he's lost his legs, we're going to see him, you're bawling their eyes out, they're fucking full of shit. But I was with him. There's nothing wrong with him. You know, there's, there's a few things wrong with him, but none of them are physical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, then I'm just, I'm just teasing them because they're crying. And by the time we got to the city, I'm, I'm starting to think to myself, well, maybe they're not putting it on. Yeah. And we got off, and they're like, oh, are you coming? I go, what do you mean? They go, we told you we're going to the hospital to see him. I'm like, Fuck, this is for real. So I've gone in with him and yeah, I'd got off the train a couple of stops before he fucking lost his legs. He did, he got fucking sucked out of the train. Fucking unreal, eh? So he was, he was, he was uh, with um, Bez, Brink, and I don't know, someone else. I think there was, I think there was five of us. So yeah, there would have been four of them on the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Unreal, yeah. Because yeah. what's that? What's that news report he's in? Um, like you can find it on YouTube. We've spoken about it in the past. It's on YouTube. Um, I think if you type in like Melbourne Sydney graffiti history, or oh, sixty minutes maybe, Melbourne Sydney sixty oh, minutes. Oh, is it? And it's got his mum's. Yeah, I think his, his mum hated us all, dude. She hated us with a passion. Like and he, like Jamie. James was obsessed with graffiti, so even though he lost his legs and you know, had all that trauma, yeah. he wasn't stopping. He was still going. Dude, he was, so yeah. To, yeah, to her, we were the worst people in the world. No, oh, I believe it, yeah, yeah. So she was in the Catch-22. It's like, my son's in a really bad spot, so he needs his friends, but I hate his friends and I don't want them here. Yeah. So she was in that, so yeah, in between, yeah, she hated us all. Dude. Fuck, she hated us. She says, when he wasn't around, she'd tell us to our faces. <laughs> nothing but scum. Oh, fucking oh, Yeah. Like, like with venom in her breath. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose. But, her, her, I can understand why, you know. Fuck, yeah. Her son's nearly died and everything yeah, else yeah. like that. And, and she blames us for taking advantage of him, yeah. which we weren't. He chose to come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like I've heard nothing but good reports about it. Like, you know, like, you know, yeah, he was, you know, he might've been a bit of a simple dude or something like that. But, you know, like, man, everyone said the same no, thing. He, he was, he, he, no, he was a good guy. He'd do anything for anyone. And like, stand up too, like a stand up dude. Yeah. Well, like he went through all that. No pun intended. He never yeah. said a word. Yeah. But like he, he never said a word. What day? They got caught for tagging and he lagged everyone. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Hats off to Jamie. Then he still went out pacing. He's still done training since. Yeah, dude. Um, when we did the memorial piece for Prime, he came down and he paced, and he's fucking yeah. He's still doing really, really well. That's fucking. He's in his wheelchair and painting, and yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Although we did terrorise him for a little while. He got these legs. <laughs> um, like <laughs> this is going to sound real bad. He had these prosthetic, prosthetic legs, mm. and. He got them only because we used to keep stealing his wheelchair off him and running around with each other in it and having races and smashing it. So every day we had to take a broken one back and steal him a new one from the Alfred Hospital. From the hospital, yeah. Then eventually he got these legs. Yeah, eventually he got these prosthetic legs. And we so what we decided is we'd get him drunk and get him to run around the pub on his stumps. Oh, you're fucking kidding. <laughs> no. Nah. So real cruel, but fuck. <laughs> but your kids too, man. Like, <laughs> you know. 
Come on, it's, you know, you, you would have found it funny as well. Oh, don't worry. Well, yeah. I'm laughing now, man. It was Bar Simpson sort of stuff. Yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, listen, man, we're, we're, we're kids, man. We're cruel cards too, bro. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like, like, sort of shit, yeah. If, if anyone else had done it to him, we would have turned on him. Oh, of course. But yeah, we could do it. Yeah. We could do it because he was one of us. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. He was, he was your boy. He was exactly. Did you, did you, have you seen that fucking, that news report? Because he's, they take. Um, I probably have been fucking, it's, that's that many years ago. Yeah, I'll find it, dude. I'll dig it up and I'll text it through. I'll text a link, a uh, uh, link of it through to you, man, so you can watch it. Because I think yeah, it's, I think yeah, it's they go to Sydney and they've like gains in it, and um, but then they're in Melbourne and like they're on the platform with the reporter, and it's this fucking, it's this chick we've seen a hundred times in a hundred different things. I think it's an old sixty minutes report from the late eighties. I know there's people sitting there listening that know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, they know but, exactly the one. Yeah, but um, they fucking the train goes through, man, and like Jamie's fucking on the platform talking. Talking to this reporter, and I think his mum's with him, and everyone's out the train, bro. You just, you see I this... do think I have seen it. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, and uh, uh, I think it's puzzle that all hanging out the room and that. Yeah. Hanging out, going, yeah, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. They're all hanging out the train as the train pulls out the yeah, platform. Yeah, through Jollymont or something. Yeah, <laughs> or Campbell. Oh, it's Barking, unreal to watch, right. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy, it's like it's a fucking crazy little piece of history, and just to see, also to you know, not only to see him and you know, like what was in that era, you know, but also the trains, man, like just seeing how, like, man, these motherfuckers just hanging out of them, you know, like, man, yeah, so they they're, they're hang out all the time, bro. Yeah, they're on the platform talking to a dude that just lost his legs, and then a train pulls out, and there's six kids hanging out the windows, one with the door open, <laughs> screaming at the kid that just lost his legs on the platform. <laughs> yeah, also. He lost his legs doing. I started doing them. I used to call it a psycho hangout. I'd hang out the door, yeah. and I'd ride at the top psycho hangout, and then I'd just write trust, 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 all the way from the top to the bottom. Yeah. But I think he thought that I used to stand on the, the ladder, but I never actually stepped out of the door at all. I just sort of squatted down. Ah. So he'd stepped out on the ladder, and that's why he got his legs caught when he went past the sign. Fucking Jesus! It's clipped him on the legs and sucked him under. Jesus Christ! So, Fucking hell. Yeah, fucking. Last thing we used to do, you'd catch the last train home and you knew whether your station, whether another train used to come in or everything. We all knew our train timetables mm. and we used to do jump downs. So the train would pull in and yep. you'd jump out on the opposite side to the platform. Yep. The same as doing a run up. We just do a jump down, jump out, do the throw up and tag, get up on the platform and walk away. Yeah, yeah. And then the platform might be full of people and they're just. They're sort of in shock at first because someone has just jumped out of a train onto the train tracks. That's right. And then I think they can't register. They can't believe that somebody's doing it in front of them, yeah. tagging or doing a throw-up. And then when you get up on the – casually just get up on the platform and walk off. So nobody ever grabbed us or stopped us or yelled out, don't do that or stop. Yeah, yeah. So we used to do them all the time. Um, fuck, run-ups. I did heaps of run-ups. Oh, right. I'll bet. Like, fuck. I had a, uh, there was this stage there I was doing a me, peanut. Murder and Mist, we were doing them all at uh, Malvern next to Murder's house. And there's both Frankston and Danny Long train line there. Yeah. So you've got two train lines going out, plus the two train lines coming in. So you had the four tracks and we had it set up. So we'd just be running from one side to the other. And half the time, they'd be coming back and we'd have to run to another carriage so. because there'd be our throw up on the panel. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Run down quickly, get another rain before the train pulls out. <laughs> so we'd have to adjust where we were on the platform. Fucking hell. 
But yeah, fuck, we're doing some RRs. The jump downs, I usually did them either when I went to my parents' house mm. or when I stayed at Gaz's. Because uh, Gaz's, you'd either go to St Kilda or you'd get off of Balaclava. Yeah. When we went to the Balaclava, we did the jump downs there because we knew the train wasn't crossing over. Or when I stayed at Deal's house and I went to Garden Vale, we'd do them there. Fuck, I used to trash Garden Vale. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of riders out, out there. You had all, um, you had Magic Four, so you had. You had bats, you had seas, you had tech, you had um, fuck, you had a couple of de- good DJ. You had four pins who was a good breaker. There was also a DJ, as choice cuts, and he was also a rider. Yeah, 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 dude. AKA. Um, oh fucking breeze, yeah, DJ breeze. Oh, was breeze, out sorry, there as yeah, well. Yeah. Breeze, yeah. Yeah, breeze, he's a champion. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he used to just wake up, light a cigarette, open a can of coke, and have the turntables next to his bed. Just jump on them. And fuck, just ma- yeah, magic. I think I was, I was telling you the other time when um, it was a Chuck fucking, oh, no, uh, Chad Walker or something, or Chad Jackson. He'd run the DMCs. He's just become the world champion. Yeah. Comes out on tour. He lets a local guy get on after he's, you know, tried to impress everyone. There's a massive crowd, all the riders, all the breakers, then all it's just the other people in the city. And he just gets on, Breezy just gets on and casually cuts the Colt and DC together into a massive fucking hip-hop breakbeat and it's just blew him away. Just smashes It's like, just made him look like, it's like, oh, you're the world champion, are you? Yeah, made yeah. look like an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> the whole crowd just went, I just did. Yeah. World what? And, no, and, and he hasn't done it with dance music or anything else, neither. He's done it with good old heavy metal. Yeah, And bro. some yeah. Australian heavy metal to boot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just flipping it. So, yeah, like... Yeah, so you had all those boys. They had the grey ghosts out there as well. Mm. We used to park down there fucking um, down in Brighton. Yep. So I think they, they ended up becoming MSA crew, which is still around now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, and and Barthy, Barthy became break. And I, he might be retired or not, but yeah. who knows with him. These days, Leaky like, still does a little bit here and there. I think he's pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shit, I remember taking him. I remember waiting for him to climb out his window when he was a little kid. No shit. So in primary school, taking taking us with him as a lookout. Wow. Wow. <laughs> from, from the flats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, little Barthy. Wow. And teaching him how to paint. Fucking mad history, bro. So, mad history, dude. Yeah, so and down there, there's a canal that goes from Elwood Beach all the way up through Elstonwick and through Brighton and Gardenvale. Yeah. So all that canal, there was some fucking grouse history along there because you had so many riders down there. So you had all them and Future 4 and everything else. All along the canal, there was all pieces. Fuck. So they, they, fuck, there might even still be some history there in the canals and some of the tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Untouched, so, just still fucking still yeah, there. That's it. just hasn't been gone over in all these years. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, there's fucking those little pockets still tucked away places, man, like you were saying. Like, man, that fucking, um, what was it, the app? No, not yeah, the, well, Gasworks. The Gasworks, yeah, that's it, the Gasworks. Yeah, Gasworks. Last time I heard there was still that disguise piece there. That's unreal, So man. That's unreal. Yeah, that, that has to be the oldest stand piece. Yeah, fuck, dude, yeah, without oh, Yeah, I don't think there's any, oh, actually, no, there's a hip-hop piece. It was, it's done by Future 4, yeah. done by Gaza. Um, I think it might be on, I've posted it, but apparently it's still there. It's at a train station. Like at the train station, there's a little little section. We used to call it the, 
um, the riders' room. Yeah. So like if you if you missed the last trainer or anything and you're in that area, there was a match just in there and you could climb in and you could crash there. Was that Windsor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that piece is still there. It's a hip hop piece, Shit. and that's from the Future Four era. Jesus, man, dude, and that's still there. Fucking hell. That's so that, that'd be the that'd be the oldest piece in Melbourne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's some amazing history, dude. What have we missed? Like, fucking, is there anything? Is there anything we need to touch on? Like, is there anything more? Um, fuck, I can't remember. It's, it's like thirty-five and forty years. I know, so. dude. I know that's the thing. <laughs> and and you know, so much, so much of this history predates any sort of documentation. So it's kind of like, you know, like man, you know, like it comes from you. That's where that's where I'm like, man, I'm sitting here learning. You know, I'm just like, man, what what are we missing? Yeah, it's like. It sort of snowballs in, it's like something comes along, oh, oh, that's right, and this, yeah. and this, and this. Yeah. Yeah, and it all sort of just, yeah, snowballs in. So, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. But like I said, look, there's a lot of those earlier crews that sort of never got to mention that really need to get mentioned because yeah. they were they were active back in the future for our USA days and there were some good riders amongst them. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and they, yeah, they never really got written about even in um, – Kingsway and things like that. They never got much of a mention. No, that's it. And because they, they predate that, so not too many people know about them all. But yeah, some of those guys. Um, well, yeah, you've got um, Phantom and Choice and all that. They were over with SA as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I've already mentioned Fergs. Well, Fergs, uh, Ray's and Sizzle from FA, they actually mentored JME. Oh, so wow. he was their apprentice. Wow. Yeah, because he was so a breaker. He was, he was a breaker early too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a break. He was a breaker in the early days. But yeah, yeah they taught him how to write. And Fergs was really good. Like, I did I did a tram with Fergs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did a tram in tram in Camberwell. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I piece trains. I piece trams. I piece a bus. A helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've trashed a fucking bomb the Tra- helicopter. Trashed the helicopter. Yeah, helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Planes, trains, yeah. and automobiles. <laughs> no, I haven't done, have done a plane yet. Nah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Ne- never say never. There's still time, bro. <laughs> There's still time. And, um, and a boat. The, the boat. the boat is on the cars, though. That's Me it. and Cab have talked about a collaboration on the boat, so you never know. Dude. Time, time, time may tell you yeah. things what, may happen. What, what does what does the future hold, mate? Like you know, I mean, I suppose, I mean, dude, re- really, we only got to what eighty seven, eighty eight. I mean, I know we're talking about years post post that, but like you know, you sort of you left the graph alone once colours started flying, and you know, you know, once that sort of shit comes in, you know, we've I've heard yeah, that story and elsewhere. And I was older, and I'd started doing other things too. Yeah. But yeah, like from what I saw of the scene, that's the way the the scene was going, and fucking yeah, considering the things that I was I was doing in the world, I stepped into. They wouldn't have been a good mix. Nah. nah. So, yeah, hey, hey, hey. it was all just. Yeah, I was. Better. I was just. I, I just sort of, yeah, and, and a lot of the people that had been writing, writing with me, sort of stopped writing. Yeah. So like even Prime Primate, Primate slowed up. Gazer had slowed up, and then after that, he he came and went, came and went. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mist was missed, so Mist was still flying flat out. Uh, Peanut and Murder, that was still going flat out. But, yeah, the, my, the rest of my main piecing partners, we'd sort of eased up and started, you know, moving into other things. Yeah. USA yeah. crew was long sort of overdone with. Um, oh, a few of us started with it. Me, Murder, Peanut, Disguise, Ransom and Mist. We started a crew called um, 
Melbourne style is number one. Okay. Just as arrogant, yeah, just as arrogant smartasses saying that the Melbourne style is number one yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. That lasted about a whole five minutes, but I think we did a couple of pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did a couple of one five six things. Um, me and Gazer and a few others did some one five six stuff. And I think after I left, uh, Art and somebody else did a couple of one five six. I think I remember I saw a one five six whole train or something. Shit. It was done in all chrome. Wow. I think somebody had done it. So. Fuck. Oh fuck. That's the only like you know how everyone's talking about oh. We used to call it Packham, but they call it Narry Warren. Um, like the yard out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all, they've all done all those trains out there. Mist was the one that discovered that place because he lived out that sort of town. Yeah. And me, him, and Painter, I don't know whether there was anyone else with us. There might have been. But we called the last train out one night to piece it. Yeah. And, and the night that we got there, and the tr- they didn't park the train there that night. They ran it empty back into the park in the city. Oh, fuck. So we walked all the way from Pakenham on our way back to Dandenong. Jesus. And this is the massive walk. Bro. But just as we just as we passed the station before, which was General Motors Station, we didn't know. We still we had watches. We didn't know what time it was. And we knew the sun was up. The first train went past and we just missed it. So we ended up having to walk all the way back home to Mist House. All fucking night. It was like a 10-hour walk. <laughs> Mark, yeah, done some horror things. Oh, well, I've broken my leg piecing. Yeah. Me and, me and Miss, as we were walking down the tracks and a car pulled into the lane and we thought it was the cops. And so we've jumped the fence and along the tra- side of the tracks, there's like a um, little alcove, like a – a gully, a water gully, yeah. and it's made with bricks. <laughs> and I've smashed my ankle onto it. Oh, fuck. So I'm laying there. I can't make a sound because we think that the cops are there. Oh. It's not cops. It turned out somebody had pulled in to have a bomb. So they were <laughs> fucking they were open. There was no coppers too. Right? And then they pulled out and left. <laughs> um, me and Mist were trying to hobble back to uh, the house. And then Peanut, Ransom and Pesky, and all that, they'd gone out to a nightclub, I think, Ransom was first starting to get into emceeing back then. Yeah. So we had to wait till they got home. Pesky went and stole a push bike because we couldn't move my legs. So we could lay my legs on the seat on the seat and put my leg on the handlebars. Oh, bro. And wheel, wheel me to a hospital because we didn't want the cops to know in case they thought that we were piecing. Yeah. Right? And wheel me to a hospital. But then when I finally get it all casted up and then come home, back there, it's still a bit wet. So, no, we won't tag it yet. We'll wait till it dries. We go to sleep. And Hugh Darnett was living with Peanut and Mist at the time. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and in prime position. <laughs> best mint position. There's a big, dirty-ass fucking Hugh Darnett tag on my leg. I'm like, you fucking cunt. You tagged me in my sleep. <laughs> so he got the prime position. Everyone tagged the cast after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got the prime position while I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> and she has to Hugh done it, man. We've had him on the podcast. You can go back to that episode anymore. Yeah, to hear fuck. It. Uh, if he remembers that, yeah, he'd be pissing himself off because he knows he got prime position. <laughs> <laughs> the prime position is old, old, old trust leg. <laughs> yeah, fucking oath. No, mate. And then, then yeah, that's when I was still, still trying to pace. That's how – 
bad it was. Yeah. I'm so obsessed with pacing. I'm on crutches. I'm going out pacing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and getting chased by Prime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear them all laughing because they're all yelling, oh, hey, you shot. So I've taken off. You, tr- you know, you try and run on crutches. Oh, bro. Crutch leg, crutch leg, crutch leg. And it's, oh. You're going too and far. Then, and they're, they're, I hear all these laughs, like you're laughing now, but it's about five people. <laughs> fucking prime is missus, it's peanut missed, and somebody else is like, fucking cunts. Because <laughs> missed and peanut were my lookouts, and they tell him when he gets there what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look, we used to terrorize each other. You're you're running up the tracks, looking like you're trying to win gold in the Special Olympics. And fucking, <laughs> fucking, I was. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> yeah, fucking, I'll hop along, Cassidy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bro. Listen, man. I mean, fuck. I, I, I don't know, man. Well, should we leave it there? Is there anything else? Um, fucking, not much you can think of anything. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's been so long. It's just. Things roll into some other things. Dude, so, yeah. That's it. That's it. Now, nah, I mean, man, listen, it's a fucking, man, it's an honor. Anytime I get to talk to, you know, someone, you know, someone such as yourself, bro, like it's an absolute honor. No, nah, like I said, it's rare. Usually I don't speak to anyone. I'm an that's it. You go, you do a really good job. That's why it's like, yeah, you know, I'll talk to you guys any day. Nah, I've heard some of your stuff and you do a really good job. So, props to you guys. No, I appreciate it, brother, because, yeah, man, that's all it's fucking really all, all it's about, man, just getting that history, you know, while, you know, while you guys are still kicking, yeah, man, and getting it direct from you. That's it, bro. That's it. That's it. Sharing some of that history. Like he's like you were saying, man, you know, you used to share that information back in the day. And nowadays, this information is either lost for good or it's just not being spoken on or it's just whispered about, you know. So it's good to hear some of it, you know, spoken about by those that fucking created it, man. Like it's and it's an honor. It's a fucking honor. It's an honor. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, good to get our stories out there. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Well, I suppose, man, if that's fucking if that's what it is. I mean, dude, listen, you'll be tagged in everything across our social media. When we launch, um, I mean, this—you know—we're recording this ahead of the fact. This will be live next week, but you know, dude, any anything you want to shout out? Any, you know, let people know where to find you if you want to be found, or you know, like, nah, just, clever. yeah, those that are doing it, keep doing it, keep going, mate, keep going. And, and remember, it's about the art, not about fucking fame. That's it, dude. That's it. And you've heard it from the man himself. You've heard it from one of the creators of culture in this country. You know, like fucking hip hop culture or graffiti culture via. Via hip hop culture, yeah. breaking everything, man. You know yeah. this. Um, like Prime used to say about it's make, about making it pop. Bam, bam. That's what it is, and that's the name of the episode. It's about making it pop. <laughs> and this has been fucking beers, beats, and the biz for another week. We've been joined by Trust USA. It's been an honor once again. Find us at beers, beats, the biz on social media. We'll be tagging in the man himself all week. Um, you know, we'll be posting up some of this history too. You know, with you know, with Trust's consent, I'll be posting up some of this history that we've been talking about. And um, yeah, rate us, subscribe, fucking all that kind of shit, and uh, go get amongst it. This has been Trust USA, beers, beats, the biz for another week. Damn.